You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! And up, you fucking pricks, move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you! Yeah, baby! It's the 2016 Eddie Awards on the Editing Bay Podcast channel right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. And mine's Joel. And that is Jeff across from the table from me. Hi, Jeff. Oh, I didn't have my mic on yet. You didn't have your mic on, man. But it's nice to hear from you. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Joel? Uh, I am fantastic. Yeah. It's 2016. It's a year, I feel like I'm turning a new leaf. Uh, all my resolutions. I'm going to keep year, them this year. New me. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are your resolutions, Joel? Uh, let's see. Well, you know, there's the usual. Uh, stop masturbating so much. Um, that usually makes it about two days in. Um, there's the, there's the, the working out more. I, I feel like I made the last nine months without hitting the gym. Well, I feel like if you don't do the stop masturbating so much, oh, I see the working going. out more could be part. I think I could combine the two. Yes. Well, you know, if you masturbate more, you're working out more. I like I like where your head's at. I like that thought process. Well, it's all cardio, really. I, I like where your head's at. <laughs> and zipped up right now. <laughs> Jeff, any any resolutions for you? Uh, no, I'm sticking strong to my resolution I made when I was uh, 17, which is stop making uh, New Year's resolutions. Oh, oh nice. So, 17 years on and going. That's Thir- it's a legacy. Years. <laughs> 17 years. Oh, I, doub- I doubled your age, didn't I? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Maths. Uh, How about you? Re- resolutions, Joe? Uh, to be a good father. Well, you're already you're already on track. <laughs> it's six months in 2015. Well, I don't know. I didn't do too yeah. well today. Uh, I was pl- I was doing some tummy time with the baby. I don't. That sounds. Is she where you get her on her belly and she tries to learn how to crawl. Oh, tummy time. Uh, and then she had rolled over on her back and she was hanging out. And Sarah gives me like an update on the Raider game. No. <laughs> and uh, and she was like, hey, you know, the score is this, this. And I'm crawling over to get to the baby so that way I can pick her up. Yep. And I go, okay, thanks. And apparently that scared the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the and sound she, of your voice? She started crying, like just Aww. terrified crying. And it's like, what? Listen. Why are you doing? You've been looking at me the whole time. <laughs> it's a dangerous world out there. She has to get used to loud and sudden noises. No, no. It just, it makes you feel horrible. Like as a parent, right. you, you already doubt, and maybe not everybody, but you already doubt like, does my baby like me? You know? <laughs> and so then when something like that happens, you're like, fuck, she hates me, man. You know, I think you'll be, you'll be happy to know that apparently babies aren't even really able to form relationships and concrete memories beyond, like, the age of one. So uh, you got another six months of, uh, of fucking up before she starts to remember it. Wonderful. Speaking of a <laughs> legacy of fucking up, uh, so we've gone another year here on the Editing Bay, and uh, and we decided to, you know, wrap it all up in the form of another award show uh, where we recap the best, the worst, and the... Eh, Apathetic of, <laughs> of, of 2016. Oh, um, this this is something that uh, it, it's it's obviously a uh, a labor of love for Joel who puts all of this stuff together. Well, I, I all the effort that I don't put forth throughout the uh, the other 11 months, I make up for it in December. There you and, go. Uh, yeah, I was I was uh, editing away, editing away Ed- on the editing bay. <laughs> Uh, up until uh, about a half an hour ago, oh, trying nice. to wrap these up. So uh, <laughs> fresh off the presses for your listening enjoyment. Well, I'm really excited because some of these uh, categories that we've got for the night, we've mm-hmm. got our best pleasant surprise coming. In fact, that's going to be coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our most polarizing, which is always very interesting to find out, like which movie is the one that really, you know, you got people on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. There's very little middle ground on that. We got our worst actor, uh, best recast, worst directors. Uh, I am very excited just to kind of jump into this thing. As so, am I. Let's do it. Uh, we've got our first category is Best Pleasant Surprise. 
And the nominees for Best Pleasant Surprise are... Wes Craven's New Nightmare. They Live. Speed Racer. Bad Santa. The Lone Ranger. Wow. There's, there's a, quite a collection of movies in there. And uh, I know that there's a couple that I really love. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's like three that I'm like, oh, my God, I really love those movies. You know. So it wouldn't really be a pleasant surprise. <laughs> and I got to admit, man, looking at the Lone Ranger there, that was definitely my vote because uh, I was not. If you go back and listen to the, the episode previous. <laughs> the West Craven. Two previous. Because, That's right. Yeah. Wes Craven had passed away. We were originally going to do the Lone uh, Ranger. And I was so happy that we got to put it off a week. But uh, looking back on it now, I wish I would have had that extra week with this movie because yeah. uh, that was my favorite pleasant surprise. Yeah. Let's so, see what the listeners chose as theirs. Jeff? According to the listeners, the best pleasant surprise was Bad Santa. Ah. Wow. I totally agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree because yeah. I love that. I love that movie. You're a big fan of that movie. Yes. I liked it. Uh, it was a little dark, I think, that we had said on the podcast. That I felt like it was a little dark. Uh, it is something that throughout the course of the podcast, I kind of turned around on. I was like, <laughs> I don't think I ever want to see this again. And then I was like, well, I think I kind of want to see it just to see if the laughs work right. without being a shock. Me too. That's that's a good one. I think the listeners got it right. Yay. Even though The Lone Ranger is a far superior film. <laughs> also longer, though, <laughs> unfortunately. But you know what? Because it's a pleasant surprise, it doesn't necessarily make it a guilty pleasure. No, that is true. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. And they're two different categories. And we're going to go into that category now for 2016's Best Guilty Pleasure. And the nominees for Best Guilty Pleasure are Speed Racer, Willow, Space Jam, Flash Gordon, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. <laughs> See, I'll tell you, man, I don't know if the movie is the best guilty pleasure, but that song. The soundtrack. Oh, man, I love that Tina Turner. Well, you're going to get Tina Turner in your film. You're going to want a, a gold record on top of that because <laughs> uh, you're definitely not going to get a gold statue no, for acting. You're going to get a golden <laughs> turd for this entire film. I was, I was not a fan of that, so uh, that is not my guilty pleasure. What, do you, what, what would you have called your best guilty pleasure I on mean, this list? I got to go Willow, man. Even watching it again, I'm still a fan of that. It's got enough uh, fantasy uh, to, to make you feel feel like a kid. It um, was great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I think I'd have to, on that list, I'd have to stick with Speed Racer. I wonder what the yeah. audience went with. Well, let's find out. The audience went with Flash Gordon. Uh-huh. Ah, savior of the universe. I have a feeling uh, I know the, the people who, who voted that, that, <laughs> that uh, answer up. It was, um, it was Devin Pike <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and his, his entire brood. family. So uh, way to go uh, campaigning for that, Devin. I think that uh, I think I think Flash Gordon is uh, is a worthy win in this category. Uh, it, it's a fun movie. Uh, it's it's cheesy B movie uh, bliss at its best. <laughs> oh, it's got Brian Blessed too. It's, yes, it's got Brian Blessed. But you know, you you sit there and you think of what makes a good like cheesy B film, and I think you've got to have a cheesy plot. Some mm-hmm. cheesy effect check. Uh, it's got to be funny, while still seeming to take itself uh, like it's tongue in cheek, but it still kind of takes itself yeah, seriously. It's not too. really laughing at itself. It, it it wants you to go along this ride with it. Yeah, as, as ludicrous as it is, right? Uh, it's got a killer killer queen, a killer, a killer a killer queen soundtrack. Uh, but I think the thing that really puts the cherry on top is the overdubbed Sam Jones voice. That like it isn't his voice. <laughs> It's some other dude, and it's it, it it 
it just kind of makes it that perfect wrapping on top of what Flash Gordon was. You know, I went back, not to bring up Star Wars again, but I can't help it, but, uh, you know, we're watching A New Hope recently uh, in it's prep. It's Star Wars. Sorry, okay. Why, why do you come down on that? Why do you... Because I feel like that's what the movie was. In 1977, there was a movie that came out called Star Wars. Right. And there wasn't... It wasn't par- it wasn't a new hope in the title mm-hmm. in the opening scroll. They didn't put that in until they released Empire. Right. But once they made the decision, it was like, okay, this is going to be a trilogy, and now we have we have episode seven. We're up to. So mm-hmm. why why can we not refer to them as their, their subtitles? Uh, well, because it was added after the fact. Uh, yeah. Do you feel that way about it's, the Pledge of Allegiance that we added God under God into the uh, Pledge of Allegiance? I don't Still say care that, as okay. much about the uh, do because you hate we the haven't baby made Jesus? sequels to the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> we should really get on. We that. haven't made. <laughs> it's been over two hundred years. What are we waiting do for? We need to get George Lucas on top of the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I was going to say like P Diddy or something to do a remix. Let's get the uh, no Jay Z maybe George Lucas George. I saw some article. I didn't read it, but I saw the headline that George Lucas apparently was slamming Disney in this yes. new Star Wars movie. <laughs> to the point, uh, he had a whole. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, like I haven't read the story, uh, the whole story. Well, oh, then you're perfectly qualified to comment <laughs> on it. But, well, but the headline was is like I sold Star Wars to white slaves. Yeah, so that was the what? quote. <laughs> you yeah. didn't do that? Yeah, he was in uh, Charlie Rose, right, doing an interview, and he 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 started to go down that path, stopped himself, and then. Just kind of teetered because off. Because once down the dark path, that's right. Forever will it dominate your destiny. And then uh, even uh, twittered out an, a, a semi-apology the next day too. So yeah, wow. George feeling a little butt hurt over the reception of Force Awakens. I would be thrilled, isn't he? Is no. he not well, still getting a cut, a little cut of that? Oh, absolutely. But it's not about the movie. He feels that. And you know what? Reading that article, he made he made some good points. He made some of the points we were making on our podcast about how there's a lot of remix in here. There's a lot of rhyming to A New Hope. That it didn't go in a completely new. Direction, yeah. it's kind of retreading it, but putting a twist on it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but not what George wanted. And we to do. and we ex- we explored that in the podcast when we talked about it. It's it's probably not what we thought was going to happen, mm-hmm. but I don't think that was bad for the legacy of the Star Wars films. Uh, and and we've covered that over and over again. Go ahead and listen to our Star Wars: The Force Awakens podcast yeah. if you want to know more. Uh, but spoiler alert, though, uh, heavy spoilers if you haven't spo- seen the movie. Yeah, spoiler alert: uh, Apollo Creed's kid <laughs> goes the distance at the end of the movie. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I went and saw that with Jay last night. We went and saw yeah. Creed again. Uh, still a good flight. Like, that still hand- holds up, too. But we sat there, and we were like, wow. Like, this is kind of a retread of the original Rocky mm-hmm. and of Rocky Balboa to an extent. And it didn't get half of the shit in the media that Star Wars The Force Awakens has. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of funny what we, uh, as as movie audiences and as, as press, as analysts, uh, like what we come down on and why, you know, yeah. it's it's kind of funny and what gets the attention, but uh, but no, yeah, Creed still a really strong movie. And they're talking, uh, I'm hearing like Oscar nod potential for, uh, for well, Creed. Stallone got a Golden Globe nomination uh-huh. for Best Supporting Actor. Yep. Really? Like, yeah, he was great, dude. Stallone was great. I, was he in the movie enough to? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I had a feeling you just had cameos here. No, and there. He, no. Yeah, he's, he's he's not the Yoda. He's, he's the Obi Wan. He's a pretty heavy uh, presence in this movie, uh, and and going back and watching it again, he does he deserves that because you you think about Stallone right now, like you've seen if you've seen like the Expendables movies and the fact that they're making another Expendables Ugh. movie, and like the fact that the dude is as old as he is yeah. is still in killer fucking shape. Like he's gotten himself back in shape. There was that moment well, around that when he did, when he did Copland. I don't know if did you ever see Copland? Uh, I did see Copland. And yeah. he gained a bunch of weight for that. He yeah. kind of became a big fat guy. Yeah, that De Niro weight. And then he he kind of disappeared for a while from from Hollywood. Like you didn't really see him and then he came back and did Balboa, Rocky Balboa. That's right. And he was still a little out of shape when he did that. 
uh, and then really got cut and in shape after he did Rambo. The Rambo movie. And uh, did The Expendables, and now he's like, you know, you, I can't remember what the name of that one movie was where he's like fighting the Asian mob or something. Oh. Uh, Bullet to the Head, I think is, is what, what it was, was called. Wow. And, and he got like super cut again. And he's like that now. Like he's in super great shape, but like they, they he did a good job uh, playing Balboa now as this, you know, octogenarian. You know, he's <laughs> 70, 80 years old now. Uh, and it was funny because we're walking out of the movie theater and Jay's saying, wow, dude, it's, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Rocky Balboa came out. Like they really old, they, they aged him up. I was like, dude, Rocky Balboa came out in 2006. Oh, it was coming on yeah, 10 years. Yeah, oh, ten, wow. 10 years. So wow. it hasn't been as short amount of time as you think it has. Uh, but uh, but no, Creed still still holds up. Um, talking about his fantastic performance mm-hmm. in, uh, in Creed uh, makes me think of a category that we've got here right now, <laughs> and that's celebrating horrible performances. Yes. Really, really bad. Uh, we're going to take a look at the worst actor nominations for 2016. And the nominees for Worst Actor are Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man, Derek Huff in Make Your Move, Jeff Goldblum in Hideaway, Michael Jordan in Space Jam, James Vanderbeek in Varsity Blues. So uh, <laughs> you were trying to talk to me while, while those nominees were being read. Those Marks weren't supposed to be hot. <laughs> He's- yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think the the general rule of thumb, Joel, when it comes to broadcasting, mm. is just be quiet if, <laughs> if something else is playing. I, I'll just extend that quiet. to just life, life in general. Just uh, uh, should be seen and not heard. It, well, uh, I think that these nominees were both should have not been seen yes. and should have not been heard. Agreed. Uh, I'm jumping right on board this Kevin Bacon train for Hollow Man. <laughs> Ooh, the bacon train. The bacon sounds train. delicious. That sounds delicious. Uh, but. His performance was not. Yeah, was he really the worst actor though, or just like a bad, uh, n- not bad in a bad movie? Here's the thing: mm-hmm. um, Kevin Bacon is a good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and he was horrible in Hollow Man. So I'm going to actually jump on him a little bit harder uh, than I would someone like Michael Jordan or Derek Huff, because or Derek Huff, mm-hmm. because these guys they're not actors primarily. You know, these are people who have another expertise. You got Derek Huff, who's a dancer. Went on to do. He's done. Did that that horrible movie <laughs> that I think Sarah still has like Trojan viruses in her computer. Oh no, because, was uh, not worth it. And I uh, own that movie. I, I know, right? <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, and and Michael Jordan, who's a basketball player. I, I'm not going to come down as hard as I would as someone like Kevin Bacon. Like, yeah. dude, you know better, and you should have given a little bit more. You should have at least tried. A, it feels yeah. like trying a little bit harder with something like this. Well, I mean, Hollow Man. All the way around was pretty rough. I like your rationale, and we can extend that, I think, to uh, Jeff Goldblum as well, uh, an actor who's been great in other movies and not good in Hideaway. Uh, uh, he should have hidden himself away. R- R- Regina! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trippy. Did we, t- we talk? Bad. <laughs> hey, did we talk about that? We did. We talked about the Independence Day trailer. Oh, yes. That we yes, saw we before. Did. Uh, a lot bigger than the last one. It was a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling about that movie? What you saw in the trailer? Yeah, not excited Let's about it. Did, revisit did, that a didn't little necessarily bit. Necessarily need it. Um, I'm. Uh, I I like what they did with the trailer, where they were taking the the classic um, monologue that uh, the president has, President and Bill cutting it exactly. But then it like it, it statics out before you can make the line, and I'm like, yeah. oh shit. But um, I just think I, I hope that they do something more interesting with it than 
the trailer makes it look like they're yeah, going to do. That, like, I don't have a lot of faith in it. Jeff Goldblum's running from an alien ship, like from the moon to Earth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on, a, on a planet with no gravity. Uh, I, I, I just don't think you you build an action movie with Jeff Goldblum as your uh, as your main guy. Mm-hmm. I I I don't. I don't know. I, I he was he was billed as the main guy in uh, in, in what in Jurassic Park for the most part. Was right? he Sam Neill? And then he was what, what second build? Wasn't yeah, he? he? Must have been because nobody else really had a big name in that. Yeah, right? it had to be Jeff I'm, Goldblum. I'm trying to think of other Jeff Goldblum movies that were considered action films. <sighs> Jurassic Park <laughs> Two, Lost <Yeah>. World, <laughs> with the fly. The fly. No, no yeah. the fly was more of a horror movie. So, yeah, psychological horror. Gina Davis, man, where is she? Besides um, you dating her, like what? Where, <laughs> but where is her young re- doppelganger? Where's the real Gina Davis? Will the real Gina Davis please stand up? <laughs> uh, I think I think she's bowing out gracefully. She's a. Uh, you never want to pull a Meg Ryan, right? You don't want to overstay yeah, you your do. welcome. <laughs> but um, I I feel like she's just kind of living her life. She doesn't need to be in the spotlight anymore. I I respect that. Yeah, she's not a Kardashian. No, or a Cardassian from Star Trek. <laughs> so who won this thing? Yeah, we haven't even. <laughs> well, the listeners were not as forgiving as you guys were, and they chose uh, Michael Jordan in Space Jam wow. as worst actor. I think that is deserved. I think that movie overall deserves all the uh, the Razzies we can give it. Yeah, the, the Eddies. We don't. We won't get sued for using. Ra- <laughs> we're giving away Razzies now, guys. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Uh, everything in Space Jam except Bill Murray. Well, it was a great thing about it. Like yeah. <laughs> everything in that movie was just horribly conceived. But even you could tell he was phoning it in. He was doing uh, doing a favor for some of the makers. Yeah, thank the makers. Oh, uh, thank the thank the maker. <laughs> Have you you probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. <laughs> <laughs> Why does? What do you say? You say like your old timey radio. <laughs> hey there, enjoy snacky smalls. Twenty two skadoo. <laughs> you probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. My red arm. Watch out for the reds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Novel Bonds. The March to Victory. <laughs> uh, what do we got coming up now, Joel? Uh, well, we could do some more categories, but throughout this episode, uh, because it is it is a look back on 2015, we're going to be looking back. We have a couple of clips here uh, where uh, we, we've got some compilations of things uh, that that you, you'll be missing. Or you've been missing if you haven't been listening to the Editing Bay podcast. We like to we like to sing a lot, Joe. Sometimes we, we'll break out into song, uh, sometimes together, often apart. Um, but... Uh, uh, the results are often uh, mellifluous, so uh, I don't even think that's a real word. It is. Look it up. I think <laughs> that's that. That's a that movie with Angelina Jolie that they, they the live action Disney version, mellifluous. <laughs> Look it up. I love it. I was like, is that the one about the Olympic guy who gets caught on a boat? Three stars. <laughs> what? The Olympic runner? What was the one? She, victorious or something? Oh. Did she make a movie like that? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. That's right. Also, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Uh, but so this clip that we're going to present here are some of the best slash worst musical moments that Joe and I had throughout 2015. That's a singing the songs of angry men. <laughs> Do you hear the people sing? Singing the songs of angry men. It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. You know what they say, though, is that uh, you need music in your life. Who says that? Chuck? I don't know. Somebody said that. I think Elton was, John once I think said. It was, <laughs> you need music in your life. Hey, wow. Pretty good. Carry on. Huh. Carry on my, my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. See, the difference between you and me is Let I stop after be. the first no, verse. No, but you've got to get to the hook, goddammit. I'm just saying John Travolta. You're not, you're not exactly. 
physical. <laughs> I want to get physical. John Travolta is still Let making movies. Body was it The Punisher we did with... Uh, it was Punisher, with, yeah, with yeah. Matt yeah. Matt, and then we went into The Masters no, of the Universe. The you didn't do The I Punisher. I was Tomb Raider and then The Masters of the Universe. Oh, he did oh, Tomb Raider. I thought we did I thought it was a Lundgren connection. That, like, there we there did was the Lundgren connection. Someday, Someday we'll find it. The Lundgren connection. The lovers, the dreamers. See how I stand me. (laughs) (laughs) Even when he's got, he's got the uh, the little (laughs) acorns that turn into stone. Uh He. I, I think he throws two of those. He, he fucks fucking, it up both times. Yeah, he drops one, like on the bridge. On the bridge. A bridge drops one on the bridge, throws one at, at Bab Morda at the end yeah. and uh-huh. that she sort of shakes off. She's like, ooh, that right. tickles. Shake it off. <laughs> Shake it off. <laughs> I mean, everything else. He tries to change Catch Finn in my hand three times. <laughs> gonna turn me into sand. Bum, 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 bum. Cause I'm gonna kill the baby, 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 baby. Cause it's gonna try to kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. I mean Bollywood Indian. Jai ho! <laughs> exactly. Um, hinde 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 hinde. I love that song. <laughs> Joe is doing a, the theme song from Slumdog Millionaire, and now he's doing the dance. Oh, I need to get that on video. Jai ho! That's actually a great song uh, to go along with the great film. Fucking Jeff's neighbors are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm. Wow! Oh, your Jaiho is dead. Fucking oh, I, love <laughs> I love that clip. These were so, fun to put together, by so the way. So much stuff in that clip that I'm like, fuck. I had Do you remember all about any that no knowledge? I really wish that we wouldn't have brought that stuff back. Cut that part out, Jeff. We'll cut that. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for putting that one together. Yeah, well, thank you I've, for giving I'm, me uh, clips. I'm sweating to right assemble, now, listening nah, to nah. this thing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh my god! Uh, all right, let's keep it moving, Joel. Let's do it. Uh, so we did worst actor before that nice little clip. Um, we might as well move more. Uh, hello. Hi, my name's Jim. Hey, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Joel's gone to the bathroom, so we got Jim who's come on back. Worst actress is, of course, the next natural progression of that. Uh, and here to present the nominees for worst actress are uh, is Jeff Renshaw. Jeff? And the nominees for worst actress are Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Molly Ringwald in 16 Candles, Leah Thompson in Howard the Duck, Heather Langenkamp in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, Christina Aguilera in Burlesque. Man, I've got a problem with one of those nominees. Uh-oh, which, uh, Leah, let, me, let me guess, let me guess. Oh, Leah Thompson. Leah huh? Thompson. I know, I thought she, she was She was cute. the one that she did the most work in that movie. Like, she gave all that she could in that film. Well, li- literally, too. Yeah, she did. Almost <laughs> fucked a duck. I like I like how you guys are like I'm upset with these nominees. Who made the nominees? <laughs> you guys Not did. This guy, I didn't. Jo- Joel puts this stuff together. <laughs> I like to think that I I cobbled together feedback throughout you know, the year you know, from also, people. Also, fuck you, Jeff. This is theater of the <laughs> mind. <laughs> We're trying to create a show here for people, and we've got to kind of come down on a side. Don't fuck up the illusions. Right. Uh, I, I do think there's a case to be made for her not being all that great, though. Yeah. Uh, really? She, she's adorable. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, didn't didn't hold it together, and I think stands out like a sore thumb because of it. She kind of felt like she was in a, in a different film. Because she performed better than everybody else in the movie? Yeah, yeah. So she should be worst actress nominee? She should come down to their level, I guess <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> she, she's a shitty actress because <laughs> she wasn't as shitty as everybody else in the film. I can't stand up for her. Uh, but I, I can't stand I can up. confirm that the other nominees do deserve to be on here. And I, I have a, a special 
a place in my heart for Heather Langenkamp and her awfulness. <laughs> and I like, I appreciate that they were v- trying to be very meta in that Wes Craven's new nightmare, bringing her back. Oh, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, peeking behind the curtain now, removing that fourth wall. Yeah. But you still have to cast Heather Langenkamp <laughs> in the film. And uh, there's a reason she hasn't branched outside of the, uh, the, the nightmare. Elm Street. Well, she did do a, a TV show called Just the Ten of Us that was uh, that was on in like the late '80s, early '90s. That's not the John Ritter one with no, uh, Kayla no, Cuoco, no, is it? No, no, no. It was a uh, it was a show. It was a spinoff of, I believe, Growing Pains, where it was like the gym teacher <gasps> oh, that's from right. Growing Pains, the bald and he guy. Moved, yeah, and he moved off to like some to to coach at like a Catholic school. That's and right. And he had like. Eight daughters or seven daughters or whatever, and one of them was like Jamie Lunar, who you've probably seen on a bunch of TV shows. She did like some straight to cable movie with Alyssa Milano once. Uh, <laughs> Heather Langenkamp though was one of the daughters. Interesting. And yeah, that show went on. That show was probably two and a half, three seasons. I do remember that show, but I'm realizing now I'm confusing it with Ten Rules for Dating My Teenage, <laughs> teenage Daughter. daughter. Was, uh, I didn't know Kaylee Cuoco was Kaylee in that. Kaylee Cuoco was where uh, she made her appearance. She killed the writ. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't put it on her. What? Well, I, you do have a beef with Kelly Cuoco, don't I you? D- I don't like Kelly Cuoco. I think she's a crappy actress. Because you don't think she's a good actress? I don't think she's a good actress. And I liked Big Bang Theory, like, the first season. Mm-hmm. Really liked Big Bang Theory. And then I got, like, really fucking tired of it, like, quick. And <laughs> I can see that. I had a huge problem with maybe it's the way they wrote the Penny character, or maybe it's just the way she fucking performs that character. Oh. But it's like, she's just so, like... Obnoxious. She's oh, totally she's obnoxious. adorable. Even like as a nerd at the time, even when when I first started watching it as a single nerd at the time, mm. uh, I was not attracted. Like, and I get like you mm. want to cast someone like that to make the geeks want to watch your show. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her. I didn't think that she belonged with these guys. I don't think that Aww. she. I don't think she deserved the relationship she I, had with a sweet character like Leonard. I certainly don't buy the relationship that's yeah. solely manufactured. But I, instead of her acting, I think she's adorable. I think I she kinda, does a good job. I think she's funny. I kind of feel the same way about the show Chuck. I, even mm. though I love Chuck, I love that show. But the relationship between Chuck and Sarah didn't evolve naturally. Chuck for me. and Sarah, my favorite Ben Folds. I don't even know what the hell you're talking. It's a deep about cut right for now. the listeners out there. <laughs> uh, so who won this category, Jeff? Well, yeah. uh, we actually have a tie for this category. What? Oh, or Joel has a typo. Can that nope. happen? <laughs> that is indeed a tie. All right, then uh, the tie goes to uh, Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. And Christina Aguilera in Burlesque. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm pretty good with that. And I'm going to apply your logic that you did with Kevin Bacon, and worst actor, towards um, Kate Hudson. Because yeah. she, she peaked early in, uh, what's that film called? Uh, almost Famous. Almost Famous. Uh, she herself was Almost Famous. Uh, and then just went on to do Dude, you a bunch obviously, of rom-coms. Dude, you have obviously not seen Fool's Gold. I haven't seen Fool's Gold. <laughs> I have not in Walnut. <laughs> now, see, I get that one confused with the Harrison Ford plane crash oh, six, days six days and, and seven, seven nights, nights with Anne Hayes. Seem very similar to me. <laughs> Give me back my son. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just went with Mel Gibson and Ransom and made him Harrison Ford. Well, Joe, that was a great impersonation, and it's little nuggets of gold like that that uh, brought us this next category, which is for That's best what we call a segue impersonation. Thank you. I practiced. Um, best impersonation. Uh, I think this is a combination between you and I riffing on uh, an actor, mm-hmm. or or you doing alone. I don't think I have any solo. Uh, so hopefully we'll both win solo. together. Solo, solo round. Solo round. Han solo round. Nega Joel. Do <laughs> you guys just want me to play the clip now? Yeah, here you go ahead. Here we go. And the nominees for best impersonation are Joe and Joel as Jesse Ventura. 
What's the actor's name? Uh, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. Ventura. Oh, my God. Listen, you guys, you want to have abs like me? You want a perfect body like this? <laughs> my name's Captain Freedom. No pain, no gain. That's right. The, it, the, don't believe what the liberal media wants you <laughs> They're all lizard people. <laughs> Joe as Christopher Walken. Fuck my father. Right. And fuck you. Gets all up in their face. I'm not going anywhere <laughs> without my friends. <laughs> a little Christopher Walken action going there. <laughs> It's my best will we Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And fuck my father. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I <laughs> oh, love it. I'm not going anywhere. So, yeah. Without my friends. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I'll mark that. That will be on the Eddie Awards for 2016. Joel and Joe as Sean Connery. How about uh, this guy's name? You may not know his name. Thomas Brody Sangster. If I say that, do you know who that is? No. He is, I know Marcus uh, Brody. Marcus Brody. Thomas Brody. Shankster. Got lost in his own museum, eh? I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. You didn't bring it with you. <laughs> you, you did. did. You did. <laughs> Junior, it tells me that goose-stepping morons Such like as yourselves should try, try reading books instead of burning them. Joe as Bane. I went with Tom Hardy. Okay. We go with his that physicality from The Dark Knight Rises yeah. as, Bane, as Bane and, you know, fighting. <laughs> That'd be great if Maybe we... not his voice. Yeah. <laughs> I will break I you. I must break you. <laughs> you have my permission to be broken. <laughs> Joe and Joel as Lando Calrissian. Ooh. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett. <laughs> Wait, man, I thought you were blind. <laughs> it's all right. I'm much better. <laughs> Um, a little higher, <laughs> just a little higher. I like that scream he gives when the Sarlacc grabs his leg. Ah, like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, anytime that I get a chance to do ability of Williams voice, <laughs> I call that a victory. That scream, you must have practiced that so many times, though. <laughs> I need, I need to take that soundbite and put it up against the actual soundbite <laughs> and do like a like a Pepsi challenge. I would love to see, like, yeah, I'd love to see that comparison because. I have never done that scream really? out loud before. You're kidding? Life. No. Wow. I've never done it. So uh, talented. Yeah, it's me trying to do the uh, the Wilhelm scream, <laughs> which I'm absolutely horrible at. That is so fun. I love the ones where we like start just getting in a mode together and, forth. and make the same actor talk to himself like as <laughs> you do it, and then like I'm doing it back. Uh, that is really. Really fun. I have no idea. Like, if I were to pick one, uh-huh. I'd probably pick. I'd pick us doing the Lando Calrissian. I That's do. my favorite I one. Do you like the Lando? I think yeah. that's Joe just doing a st- stereotypical black voice. No, Joe, it's completely yeah. different than my Michael Jordan or my Charles Barkley. I, I, I don't want to get into Joe it. Joe keeps getting in trouble. Although, who like, is it? It's, it's the uh, the State Farm. Uh, you're in good hands. Yeah, that the, I always the mistake. guy. He's from uh, uh, Major League. Yes. The, you oh, don't help me hit the curveball? Fuck I, you, Joe Boo. I always mistake him for like C.H. Pounder or whatever. C.H. Pounder's a woman. No, oh, no, no, no. Who am I talking about? <laughs> who's, who's the, who's the and, Andre, Andre Brower? Yeah. That's his name. He, and that's a man. Andre okay, Brower's good, a man. Good, good. C.C.H. Pounder's a woman. <laughs> she was in The Shield. Oh, yeah. She was also on uh, in Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. She kind of looks like a man. No, not really. No, you don't think so? No, no, Jesus. Agree to disagree. Okay. (laughs) I guess we're never going to get CCH Pounder on the podcast. Oh. Man, not only are you racist, you're sexist. (laughs) Now, I, 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 don't, don't.
I, t- I take <laughs> down, I take issue. Down, down. I take umbrage uh, because just because Dolores umbrage. That's right from <laughs> Harry Potter. Because just because I'm able to point out the differences between men and women, um, and you know we each, <laughs> each have <laughs> our own strengths. That's a man. That's a woman. <laughs> Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I love that he calls it out. You're like an episode of Community. <laughs> like just, I'm just gonna call you a bed from now on. Just in case they didn't know what what it came from. But if they don't know where it came from, they wouldn't be able to appreciate it anyway, but even if you say it. Then they just think I'm saying like a do, you know saying things in a weird high voice. But that's what you do all I the time. I have to call out that it's that it's from a it's from a movie. Joe, we great. got we got called out for being sexist. We did. Me specifically, I think. I feel like that those comments were directed right at me. Yeah. And and I can see why. You're referring to the the Point Break episode from last week. Point Break episode from last week, and uh, and we got a, uh, a a review. Oh, great! We finally got uh, a review. We've been asking all these months. <laughs> hey, yes. write in, write a review. We have an iTunes review. What does it say, Joe? I can't well, wait. Okay, well here we go. And, and yes, we, we will read off the winner of this category. Uh, but no, this is uh, this is a review from uh, from listener GD Keen, and this was left on uh, December thirtieth. The title is Nope Unsubscribe, <laughs> it, but it's a three star review. All right, <laughs> which like I don't think you can be like I hate you guys so much. I'm never gonna listen to you again. But you're still worth three stars. Like <laughs> I think it. that's pretty good. Well, I want to objectively read through this, okay. so that way we could, you know, see if there's any, you know, anything that we can improve upon, like yes. notes that we can make. So part of my resolution. So uh, GD Keen writes, listened regularly for about a year, and it was a five star podcast right up until oh. they reviewed Point Break. Well, we appreciate you listening for yeah. for that that long a time, uh, and we do. And I don't mean this snarky. Like I sincerely enjoyed. Having you as a listener for the past year. Right. Uh, right up until they reviewed Point Break and just totally failed on every level. <laughs> the off-base sexist comments about Lori Petty and Catherine Bigelow. Joel. Joel. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I, I, you do. You well, make sexist comments about. You've, this is the second time the Lori that you've Petty. made sexist comments about Lori Petty. Specifically with Lori Petty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I. Uh, it's hard to defend, but that's, that's, that's the way I feel. <laughs> she... Oh, I can't even repeat it here. No, I got gotcha. <laughs> you. I, I understand. To. I understand. And uh, and Catherine Bigelow, I I am going to defend you on this one. Thank you. Uh, because I, I feel like well. I feel like we we both talked about in the past. We've talked about movies where men have directed and written for women. Oh yeah. Uh, and missed the point. You know, you can kind of tell uh, when when a man is trying to create a female voice and it fails a little bit. You Absolutely. could tell, like, oh wow, I don't think women actually interact with each other. Uh, Talk about Kate Hudson, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Ooh. There are interactions between her and some of her girlfriends, yep. and you're like, wow, this was written by a dude. That's how a guy hopes girls talk. Exactly. Yep. Um, and I think in all fairness, Point Break uh, did that same thing, but in reverse. You know, you sure. had a bunch of dudes behaving in a way that they don't really behave, you right. know, and, and I feel like that's a product of maybe Catherine Bigelow's direction of what sure. what she thought was going to look best through the eye yeah. of the camera. Not not at all saying she's a bad director. I mean, the, I mean, look the at evidence the shows. Locker. Exactly, yeah. She's Oscar nomin- Oscar and, winner. And she's improved. If you watch The yes, Hurt Locker, absolutely. she had improved with depicting male relationships with one another, sure. especially in high-pressure situations. Yeah. Uh, the Hurt Locker's... Sarah and I were talking about that movie just earlier today, mm-hmm. that The Hurt Locker's fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationship between... Uh, Falcon and Hawkeye, and (laughs) (laughs) for like a second, I was like, I know they use code names in the army, but like that also sounds really familiar. And and Anthony Mackie and Jeremy Renner, that relationship that they have with one another, where it's very, uh, uh, 
it's very uh, adversarial when they first meet up with each other and for a long time until you have that moment, the sniper moment out in the desert. Mm. And without many words being spoken to each other, right. there is so much being told in that point in that movie. Uh, and that's something that you get from understanding not just how women communicate, not just how men communicate, yeah. how people communicate, but you do need to have that delineation yeah. between, you know, because unfortunately... Men communicate with men differently. Absolutely, and she nailed it when it came to when it came to the Hurt Locker. Point Break. I'm sorry, GD Keen. Uh, Point Break was not a good example of that. Sure. Um, uh, tasteless joke about Patrick Swayze. He's Aww. dead. Get it? Um, okay. If you've been listening to this podcast <laughs> for the past year, we're we're not too couth. You it's know, not PC. It's, it's not, not politically a, it's correct. It's not a PC podcast, <laughs> and we apologize for that. Uh, but it says on the podcast that it's uh, adult yeah, language, explicit, explicit material. Um, we don't go. We don't try to offend. No, 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 never. No, um, we're just dudes sitting around. This is how dudes sit but around. But this is, it, it, and I'm glad you said it like that. This podcast, and I'm not just talking to GD Keen right now. I'm talking to everybody. This podcast is where two friends, three friends, oh, get together. Guys. And we talk oh, to about each other. Guess host, not you. Jeff. We talk to each other about. <laughs> we talk to each other about movies. That's the point. And we're letting you be part of the conversation. We're inviting you into this conversation that we're having, and we're trusting that you're going to accept us because, you know. And I know I'm not the right person to make that call. That like I'm not a bad person, but we're not. We're not bad people. We're not malicious, but we're going to joke with each other, and we're going to try to shock each other, push the envelope oh, a little yeah. bit. But we're not trying to spread like a malicious intent. No. And I think that anybody who would listen to this podcast for a year would understand that. Yeah. So I'm a little bit disappointed in you, nah. GD Keen, well, for <laughs> making that making that leap that you know that to, to judge us in that respect. I'm not gonna go that far. I hope you continues to listen. I hope he or she is listening now. Uh, and uh, I hope you'll give us another well, chance. We'll win me, you back. But let, let me finish. Oh okay. Oh, finish. oh maybe there's more. Uh, Swayze, he's dead. Get it? Mm -hmm. The stated mm -hmm. preference for bad boys and Fast Furious over Point Break. That's just unforgivably bad taste in movies. I can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, there. I I love Bad Boys. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good movie, no. and we've said this before. Like I watched the Masters of the Universe film. I love it. It's a piece of shit. It's a guilty pleasure. But if there ever I like was it. One. This podcast is based on opinions, and that's something that Jeff was saying earlier before we started recording. Right? Yeah. No. Is is is. is, is Every review show, e even when, like when you go to like the major critics, like you know, like Roger Ebert or does Gene Shalit still do it? Uh, well, Roger Ebert doesn't. <laughs> well, no, no, no shit, he does. <laughs> well, but, maybe but, he does. But, but, but anyway, from a much higher seat in the <laughs> theater, he's a ghostwriter, literally. The, 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 the point is, is, is no matter whenever you read a review, whether it's from a blogger or someone who is paid to review movies. It's all the same, which is their opinion. Some opinions are more educated than other opinions, <laughs> but... It sounds like Animal House. Wait a minute. All <laughs> animals are created equal, but some are more equal than others. You mean Animal Farm? <laughs> oh, Animal Farm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know. Hey, I was, animal House is double secret probation. Yeah. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> but, but still, is it's every, every show where you're reviewing something, no matter what level, whether it's a high-paid professional like, like someone on the Nerdist channel... Or the amateur guys who do it in someone's kitchen nook. <laughs> is It's their opinion. <laughs> who are you talking about? <laughs> Oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but that's my point. And also, it's like, if you feel like you your opinion is different so much and that your opinion is so right, make a show. Make a show? Oh. Or, or 
talk back to us. Yeah. We say talk back to us. Yeah. Write us. The, if yeah. you don't you don't agree with what we have to say, write us back. Yeah. Write us on Facebook. We're not we'll keep it up there. If you've got if you got a counterpoint, that's why we say it at the end of every podcast. Counterpoint. Um, so GD Keen says they're done. I'm done. I've lost all respect for these chuckleheads Aww. and won't be listening again. <laughs> chuckleheads. We don't deserve much respect. Uh, chuckleheads is funny, though. I like I that, though. Evidently, they can't be bothered to watch the movies they review. Okay. Oh, all right. calling you out, Joe. Calling me out. Specifically. I didn't, I didn't watch Point Break. I've seen it, though, and I managed to hold my own in a conversation yeah, until I, I revealed. I revealed on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, we guys, had no idea. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, I've started a new job. He has a baby, <laughs> for I'm Christ's a, sake. I've got a five-month-old baby. Sometimes it's just tough. This is the first time since we've started this podcast I haven't had a chance. To, I didn't have a chance to watch the movie. Uh, so I feel like that is an unfair like attack. A two-year track. track yeah. Uh, I mean, missing one movie in like two years of a show. Uh, can't be bothered to watch the movies they review and can't recognize a cult classic even when it's punting a dog right in their faces. I'm offended by you making a... <laughs> A reference to dogs being punted. Well, no, I get that. that no, I, got, I, I get the reference. I but yeah, yes, I, I watched it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did watch it, which also, like, of everything you can reference in that movie, I was like, I know we didn't really talk about it. I know, but, I like, wanted that, to. But that was, like, definitely something I had in my notes of, like, so Patrick Swayze's on the run, and he's going to be like, let me hold off for five seconds <laughs> to throw this pit bull, which, <laughs> you know, I know... Any dog, if you're not familiar with that dog, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, yeah, pick me up. It's all good. Yeah. You know, so I think that reference, like, no, I I was just trying to be funny there. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks again. Uh, So, okay, all that said, yeah. uh, I feel like I agree with maybe a quarter of what GD Keene has to say. Sure. The part directed towards Um, me. (laughs) Yes. I think that's the best part. In fact, I want to make that a pull quote for our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to put it. I want to put that on every uh, every bit of social media and promotional materials that we have. I promise we're going to get to the winner of yeah, that category. Yeah, let's do that. But I do want to take this time now that we've stopped down for like five minutes to like this isn't this, this isn't a bitch sesh. It's not. Uh, but I kind of wanted to bring this to light because we were on the topic of sexism and racism. That's which right. Joel is a, a huge <laughs> All racist of and sexist. No. Uh, <laughs> But I do want to thank GD Keen yeah. for taking the time to leave a review. It's well thought out. And a rating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to give GD Keen a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> We've been promising anybody who left a yeah, review. Left right? a review gets, gets a t-shirt. We have picked your review, GD Keen. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, we want to give you this t-shirt. And because we didn't sell any t-shirts in the month of December. Yeah. You also win our signed Sean Astin picture. Bum, ba, da, dum, ba, bum, bum. Yes. So, um, if you want, who? Would, what would they do? They contact you. Eh, go to the Facebook page, maybe, or Facebook send page? us a message through there yeah. and uh, let us know who you are, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll make the arrangements. We'll if, get your address and then we'll show if, them. If you haven't, if you, if you haven't unsubscribed yet, <laughs> this person is going to give us their address. Not, I know, right? But we're not going to do that. Like we are not. Like I said, we're not malicious. We don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> but. Uh, I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> and, uh, I think so too. In the spirit of, uh, yeah. of of good good terms, good good intentions. Exactly. So yeah, GD Keen, if you're listening, uh, go ahead and message us on Facebook, and we're going to send you a T-shirt <laughs> and the hilarious. Sean Aston picture. Congratulations! Congratulations! Your number and one fan. We have another winner that we'd like to announce now. Getting back to best impersonation. <laughs> we never did that, huh? Jeff. 
Who won that? Uh, Joe, you are the winner of hey. this one with your impersonation of Bane. What? Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with Bane, man. People love Bane. It was, it was a I, nice Bane. I really thought that that was kind of the weakest of the categories. You know I, what? I like the Lando one. I think. Yeah, I agree, but I think it was the Clubber Lang um, mash. Oh no, no, not the Clubber Lang. What's his character's name? Uh, Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago uh, mashup version of Bane that wow. uh, people appreciated. Yeah, and I, and I appreciated too. Wow, that was that was a, a very polarizing category. Congratulations! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the master of segues. <laughs> Very subtle. Well, that leads us to our next category, which Best happens music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we do have a most polarizing category, and this is um, movies where uh, we we didn't agree. Um, we we either came into it uh, either having seen the movie, or not having seen the movie, uh, made our opinions on the fly, and uh, you know, one of us liked it, and the other one either really really hated it, yeah. or the other person liked it, and the other person just was effusive about it uh-huh. for, for their love. Uh, I'm thinking of, uh, well, Weekend at Bernie's. I love Weekend at Bernie's. Well, maybe we could read off all of the nominees oh, before sure. we uh, yeah. <laughs> before we get into it. I'm just saying that could be one of them. <laughs> we don't know. Let's hear them. And the nominees for Most Polarizing Film are G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, Tank Girl, Hollow Man, Titanic, Weekend at Bernie's. Whoa! I'm we, quite prescient. We, weekend at Bernie's is on the list. I forget when we played the clips and when we have it. <laughs> Especially when we stop down and talk about like something yeah, else for really like ten th- minutes. Really threw off my groove. <laughs> uh, all right, so I-, I can already tell. Like, all right, GI Joe: Rise of Cobra was That's something you. I enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, that you did not. Tank Girl, I enjoyed. You didn't. Mm-hmm. Hollow Man. That's all you. <laughs> I think it, it, uh, it. I appreciate what it was trying to do, and I think there's a better movie in there somewhere. It just yeah. didn't quite attain its goals. Titanic. Titanic. That's right. <laughs> that was. I still love. I enjoyed watching it, even that fifth time. Wow. Mm, you will the, never see the, it again. Which the, one of us liked Weekend at Bernie's? I liked Weekend at Bernie's, <laughs> man. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it still holds up. It's funny. Does it hold up? Well, I mean, for I an guess 80s that's comedy, why it's most polari- polarizing. Polar- yeah, there we go. Polara- pollinating. <laughs> most pollinating. Oh, that's me. Wow. What do you What do you think the listeners would have gone with on this? Um, I, I, I that GI Joe. I, I having watched it, and after you built it up so much. I was like, all right. Did I build it up a lot? You did. I thought it was going to be like a Lone Ranger. Where, and maybe that's why I was so sour coming into Lone Ranger, because I'd already been burned by your G.I. Coming, coming before. on Lone Ranger. That's right. Um, but uh, I, I, I still don't see what you see in that film. Yeah. And neither did uh, our guest host, who you'll no. be hearing from a little bit later on that episode. <laughs> Great. Mm. I can't wait. Uh, no, I uh, I think that the, uh, the most polarizing as well would probably be G.I. Joe Rice of Cobra, uh-huh. because... I uh, you're not the only one that I've been like, dude. You should give it a shot. I mean, it's it's a it's a fun like just mindless action movie. Uh, you're not gonna get much out of it, but it's it's fairly fun. Uh, and then been <laughs> I've been greeted with, what the fuck did you make me watch? <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I would not be surprised if it if it's that one. Well, let's hear what the listeners had to say. Well, prepare to be surprised, Joe, oh. because it is not GI Joe. In fact, the listeners thought the most polarizing film was Tank Girl. Wow, I remember Hillary being on that episode, and both of you yeah, guys we were. Yeah. Really standing up for it, but you'd both been fans of the comic book before, mm-hmm. and I was coming in cold, and it did, did not work for me. Yeah, and I actually liked Lori Petty in that role; she was difficult to recast. I thought she was really good. Um, but there was that musical number in the middle yes. where she just kind oh, of like yeah. yelled her lyrics because I guess she's not much of a singer. Yeah, it was I, fun. I think but I think I, uh, I think, but I think that was something that I had said in the in the podcast as well that I wasn't really a big fan of that moment. Yeah, uh, it felt like they threw that in because they didn't have. Like it, it, the, on the, in the comic, it works differently than how it does on screen. 
uh, and that is uh, that is uh, an example there. Wow, Tank Girl, most polarizing, Ooh, uh, surprising people on on both sides of the fence there, but nobody riding on the Tank Girl. Mm-mm. Well, we were uh, talking about guest hosts. We had quite a few this year, we had Joe. A lot. We had a lot it, when it, when we brought up this category. I was like, well, we're not really going to have a whole lot in this. Mm. And then you brought up, you're like, no, dude, we've got a shit ton. We have like eight or nine. We had to make two categories. For That's this. right. And rather than make you sit through a uh, a four minute clip uh, where we hear everybody, because I think it's fair, we got to hear a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Remind the the viewer the listener of uh, their contributions this year. So we're going to split it up into two two minute clips. We're going to do like they do in the Oscars, you know, when they do like best picture, but they'll sprinkle the clips throughout the oh, show yeah, 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 and yeah. then at the very end. Uh, so you're going to hear the well, first you did, parts. You did good here, man. Oh, you, thanks. You put together some good I'm stuff. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. So uh, here is the first part of the best guest host for uh, 2016 Eddie Awards. And the nominees for best guest host are Devin Pike for Flash Gordon. Every February, we have International Talk Like Brian Blessed Day, (laughs) where people around the world will do video clips of themselves in normal everyday settings, ordering a cappuccino from Starbucks. (laughs) I would like to get the best cappuccino you have. (laughs) Gordon's alive! (laughs) Hillary Evan Thomas for X-Men. And James Marsden as Cyclops, he's a perfect Boy Scout. Uh-huh. Your love of Jean Grey doesn't really come off. It just comes off as like you're trying to be like, bitch, get away from my girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, dude. And his fucking visor looks like a total D-bag. Sarah Rankin for Willow. Willow sucks at this. Like his whole thing, <laughs> his whole thing is tomorrow's my big day. I got. Right? I'm gonna start like stop planting in the fields, and I'm gonna head out to the Live village, and I'm gonna be a magician, a sorcerer. And he blows every step of the way. Like he's kind of a shitty magician. Baby Harper for Look Who's Talking. And it's competing with the Bruce Willis. Like, he's he's commenting like on what's bottom. happening. Give yeah, yeah. Just stuff. give it to me. And it's like, pot that down a little no. bit. I want to hear the conversation they're having. Yeah. Um, sorry, not talking to you, Harper. <laughs> <laughs> keep, it, keep it down over there, baby. Jason Cox for Star Wars 4. Oh, my God. There's another life form on this planet that has mastered space flight. Yeah. Let's 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 put them at the top you of the just list. Turn into Ron fucking Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps there's another species on this planet that has achieved space. Excuse flight. me, son. <laughs> you would be incorrect. <laughs> Have fun with your splashy whales, son. <laughs> I find your whales delicious, and I'll take two, please. And- Son of a bitch, Jeff, Joel. Jeff, what what was Jason Cox on? Was, <laughs> Star Wars episode. Star Wars four. Star Wars four. I like that. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't. I didn't set you up. I didn't notice it until I was. Fuck you, those Joel. Together. We're not talking right now. <laughs> I was gonna call you and be like, "Hey, man, can you reco- record this real quick? We'll slip it in." But then I, I was like, "You know what? This is some perfect. Uh, this is uh, this is what you call trolling at its finest. This is some good clickbait. <laughs> My fucking dick. Wait again. Everybody. Gets, so. I mean, okay. It should be noted that. I recorded these vo- voiceovers yes. th- like as soon as we were done recording the Star Wars Force Awakens with Jason on That's there. True. Yeah. It's been a long day. So it'd been a long day. And uh, I'm just saying, Joel, is this is why you'll never be a producer. Oh, a, produ- a producer catches these mistakes. 
That is too and funny. They know how the to make moment that played, I was like, <laughs> the, Star Wars? What? <laughs> I wish you could have seen Jeff's face, though. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure if anybody was going to notice it. He didn't quite notice at first. He was just looking at the PC and stuff, and I looked at him. I'm like, what? Star Wars? <laughs> you uh, guys have done all the goddamn Star Wars, ex- except for, I think, episode we, no, we, we've we done them all. We well, we haven't done the uh, the original trilogy. We didn't. Oh, do I see what you're saying. Four, yeah. five, and six. Yeah. Yeah. See, so mm, maybe 2016. So maybe in the future, <laughs> Jason will be on there. Let's save that audio <laughs> later. <laughs> no, Jeff's gonna be like, you can't do it without Jason. Jason's got to be in there. Jason's got to be. Joe, we already got this one in the can for next study awards. <laughs> uh, so we've got a couple of those people that you just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, on the uh, it, wait, or just one of them? <laughs> I'm like, no, two. We no, got we do. two of those. Yeah. Two of those folks that you just heard. Uh, the uh, our best guest nominees are also nominees in this best male recast category. That's right. Let's go ahead and hear the nominations right now. And the nominees for best male recast are Liam Neeson as Bruce Willis in Armageddon, recast by Matt Dillon. Edward Norton as Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man. Recast by Joel. Andy Serkis as Emperor Ming in Flash Gordon. Recast by Devin Pike. Asa Butterfield as Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars Episode One. Recast by Joe and Joel. Nick Offerman as Dutch in Dutch. Recast by Joe and Joel. <laughs> did you did you do the, like the recast by Joe and Joel like afterwards, or did you just mean to like make it sound like it was recorded oh, later? Yeah, no, no, no. It's like I said it in the normal <laughs> voice, and then I was like, recast by Joe. Because <laughs> so if funny. you say it all as one, it's just a bunch of b- bunch of names coming at you. Well, because right? like, don't, do, don't they do that in award shows? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where, they do. Or, like they do the big voice, and they're like. This is the second time they've been nominated yes. for this award. That's <laughs> yes. right. That's right. <laughs> you know, now you've given me. I, I really wish we had like a technical awards version of the Eddies that like we always that we refer back to, like that happened the night before. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> in, in earlier uh, presentation, these awards were given out, and it's always like the the, the best boy, best key grip. <laughs> best gaffer. <laughs> he was really in the, the the speeches that they give. Mm-hmm. Um, well, best board op goes to you, Jeff. Hands down. You are the thanks. You, well, I'd also put down like you know best. Uh, co-creator co-owner of the company. <laughs> there you go there you go not just a board up that was a lot of fucking words all right guys <laughs> uh so what would you think is the best re- male recast go uh i gotta i'm i'm still a fan you of, know what uh, i'm bored talking <laughs> to you jeff jeff what do you think was the best male recast um i gotta say is i really like uh liam neeson as bruce willis yeah is like <laughs> like it's Liam Neeson, not as the character, but Liam, <laughs> Liam Neeson as, as Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis as Harry Stamper. Right. So, okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> He'll be that. doing his Bruce Willis impersonation. <laughs> what, what do you think, Joel? Uh, I like the Andy Serkis as Emperor Ming. I yeah. thought that was a good call from our, our friend Devin Pike yeah. in the Flash Gordon episode. Why are you kissing his ass so much? Uh, no, you're just good. Yeah, he's all over this. He does <laughs> no, a yeah. hell of a Brian Blessed impersonation. He does do a hell of a Brian Blessed. If you haven't listened already, uh, go to the uh, Editing Bay podcast channel and check out the uh, Grumpy Old Nerds talking mm, about yes. what? Grumpy Old Fans. Grumpy Old Fans. Grumpy old nerd fans, yeah. grumpy fans Fan-nerds. that are nerds. <laughs> Whatever. Fan-nerds. You'll Fan-nerds. see it. <laughs> we talk about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. It's a, a complete live riff uh, that you can listen to. It's really good, too. Throughout the, did you listen to it? Yeah, I got about halfway through it, and then I was like, I can't watch this fucking thing in real time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll listen to it when the uh, movie is not on. There you go. It's the best one. Uh, no, that was a good recasting. Andy Serkis' Emperor Ming is good. Uh, I, I, I would love to see 
uh, Edward Norton, though, throwing down the Kevin Bacon <laughs> in, in Hollow Man. I think that would give that movie a little bit of legitimacy. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's good at being creepy. He's he's just good at being a good actor. Mm-hmm. That is true. Uh, you know, he brought new life to the Hulk that everybody thought was going to fail. They've been rerunning that one a lot, and man, I have a new appreciation for that. I I Wh- wish which Hulk the uh, it's the Edward Norton Hulk. Hulk. Oh, okay. And I, I wish uh, the one that doesn't have Hulk dogs, right? Well, kind of, uh, yeah, because that one actually ties into the MCU. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It so. was, in fact, that was what that was the second movie in the MCU. Gosh, really? What after yeah. Iron Giant? Or, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. After Iron, Iron Giant. <laughs> Hogarth goes off to become <laughs> Hog Hog. <laughs> deep cut. Yeah, that is a deep cut. Uh, all right, so best male recast. Uh, best male recast was uh, Nick Offerman yeah. as Dutch. In Dutch, uh, recast by uh, Joe and Joel. You know what's good when we both do it? I felt the same way about the ass of Butterfield for uh, uh, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. And uh, yeah, man, Nick Nick Offerman is Dutch. Yeah. Like, he's that character already. It would be, be a damn good movie to, to see that remade with Nick Offerman. You don't see Nick Offerman doing any. Like, I really thought that he'd get some like kind of starring roles. Like once uh, Parks and Rec got off got off the air. Oh. I thought we would see a lot more Nick Offerman, like, you know, but leading, leading, Mm. like, a film, leading a film project. I mean, I've seen, I see him doing, like, supporting stuff all the time. Well, he also did, he did, uh, he put together a comedy special. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. And it was pretty good. And then he and his wife, uh, Megan Mullally. Oh, God, yes. Oh, you got a thing for Megan Mullally? Fuck yeah. Really? Yeah. I can't get past the voice. It's way too high. I don't give a shit. you, You ever watch Children's Hospital? Uh, like off and on, but like yeah, like offer Offerman on. <laughs> no, but uh, but I, I I should have said on and Offerman. I know the two of them did a touring stage show together. Yeah. They did a comedy thing, Aww. and then Nick Offerman was just all over the internet with his like drinking whiskey by a fire for forty five minutes. Yeah, which I watched. I think he's probably a little too quirky to be mainstream to be a leading man at this point. I definitely think he has a talent and capability for it. It's just going to be a matter of time for it. It's going to be that breakout role. He's going to have to write and direct something himself, mm-hmm. you know, much like a Billy Bob Thornton before people take him seriously, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I like that recasting. <laughs> that was that, that was fun stuff. Uh and, you know, obviously if you've got best male recast, we got to check out what the female recast yeah. is for 2015. You mean the gender I hate the most? Yeah, Joe, it is. That I look down upon, <laughs> I see as weaker, s- subordinate to male. Okay, so I can go ahead and play the clip. <laughs> play the clip, please. And the nominees for best female recast are Helen Mirren as Old Rose in Titanic, recast by Joe. Lake Bell as Sandra Bullock in Speed 2 Cruise Control, recast by Joe. Miley Cyrus as Lori Petty in Tank Girl, recast by Joel. Shailene Woodley as Molly Ringwald in Sixteen Candles, recast by Joel. Zoe Saldana as Storm in X-Men, recast by Hilary Evan Thomas. <laughs> it's, I, it's nice to see somebody else get in. Like, the last one was kind of a nice mix. We had Doden, yeah. you, me and you, Devin, and then me and you again, but... You know, like this, this is all back like, and forth. Joe and Joel, Joe and Joel, <laughs> Joe and Joel, just recasting the same old people that they put in all these other movies. Nah, nah, there is no Joseph Gordon-Levitt on this list. There is no Joe Golev yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Listen later. Uh, also, I liked uh, that that episode. I was not on that episode. The X Men episode. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, right. You were you were out of town. Right? I was I was on a plane. Uh, I remember listening to it. Hillary did a fantastic job. But one thing I admired that she did during her recast. 
she wasn't just like recasting other actors in roles that were already in the movie. She created new roles. <laughs> she was like, this character wasn't in the movie, but I think it should have been. <laughs> and it would have been played by... Yeah, Bob she rewrote the movie in the recast. And it was better. It was really good. It was, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, that was the podcast right before Harper was born, mm-hmm. I think. And then you guys did uh, Wet Hot American Summer after that. Mm, yeah, you might be hearing about that one later. Well, well. well maybe. Well, a little tease. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right, so I think if I had to, uh, if I had to pick off the top of my head... Uh, I'm probably gonna. I think people probably go with your Miley Cyrus for Lori Petty and Tank Girl. I think she'd be great, man. Yeah, I Coming know. Coming on that's a wrecking ball. You recast her. Mm-hmm. She, she's already that role. She's a mess, man. Uh, I'm. I'm worried. I'm worried that um, she's just going to be a news blurb someday. Like, hey, remember that actress who died early? But, because but are oh, we, no, what, Amanda she, Bynes is going to be that before oh, my because yeah. Miley Cyrus. The only thing that's saving her is she's still making money. So there will be someone that's like, yeah. no, 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 let's get your shit together because you can still turn us a profit. Like, not that they have their best intentions in yeah. hand, her best intentions. It's like, no, no, we need you alive because you're still a paycheck. Yeah, we don't, to we, us. we don't want you to winehouse out of. <laughs> where, where, whereas Amanda Bynes is going down the same path as as a Miley Cyrus, but. To put it in, in, like, she's not as, I hate to say it she's like this, but profitable. she, exactly, she's not as profitable. Man, but like she was good in Easy A. Just spiraling out of control. She's, she was. She's like so the, good the stuck up prude. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she was the antagonist in I Easy just really, A. Emma's, that just did so many things for Emma Stone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we just have a moment of silence for Emma Stone? Let's do that. Can we? Wow So the winner of DG Keen 15 Is not going to like that The winner of best Female recast is Is uh, Zoe Saldana Whatever Saldana yeah Saldana As Storm uh, In X-Men Recast by Hillary Evan Thomas Congratulations Hillary I like that we have Some non uh, Regular hosts (laughs) This is Hillary's First win of the (laughs) (laughs) X-Men Was also nominated In the category for <laughs> for well, best guest host. <laughs> Congratulations, Hillary. Yes, that was that was really good. Zoe nice Saldana is a great choice for Storm. Who did they? Do you know off the top of your head who they cast for Storm in the new movie? Oh, are uh, they not bringing back uh, Halle Berry? No, because Storm is supposed to be younger in this. Because it's the uh, the oh interesting. It's the first the class prequel version. It's the first class cast. Oh, that's right. Mm. So we're talking about X Men Apocalypse. Age of yes, Apocalypse. Yep, yep. X Men Apocalypse uh, with uh, with Poe Dameron as Apocalypse. Right. That's right. He does play him, doesn't he? Yeah. That's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see him play that role. It's it's interesting. I think with the X Men franchise, especially because that's the only Marvel franchise that's come close now. Like since the MCU's been established, mm-hmm. it's the only Marvel franchise that's kind of managed to come back and hold its own. Like it, Days of Future Past was fantastic. The Wolverine the was a decent movie. Not bad. Uh, uh, Alexandria Ship okay. is going to be playing Storm. Where else would we Never know her, her from? Uh, and uh, she was also in uh, <laughs> Drumline, a new beat. Oh, so not even like <laughs> the original Drumline. Uh, TV sequel. I haven't seen it, so I don't know what her role is. But she was also in Straight Out of Compton and oh. Alvin in the Chipmunks. Oh, one of wait, hold on. There's a subtitle. Oh, the Squeakle. The Squeakle. I know oh, who so that is. The second one. Yes. Mm. Oh wow! Drumline two was like a VH1 movie. Oh, was it a VH1 movie? <laughs> Drumline, a new beat is like. Look at the cover. VH1's very proud of that fucking oh film. Oh, yeah. my it should be. gosh. So, yeah. So, uh, I, I would say Straight Outta Compton's been her biggest film so far. Uh-huh. Well, it'll be interesting to see the story of Apocalypse. It's something that people really love uh, from the comics. The uh, You've got the Four Horsemen. And the thing that interests me a lot is the fact that, again, we're going to see... Uh, is it again or is it going to be the first time that there's an X-Men movie that Hugh Jackman isn't billed in at all? Like, he's not in. Um... 
I know there have been several, several rumors that he will make like an appearance at the end of the film, like uh-huh. obvi- like like days uh, setting up the next one. Yeah, well, because because if I if I remember the release order, it's going to be Age of Apocalypse and then his final yeah. Wolverine, Old Man Logan. Yeah. They haven't confirmed that yet. But. I hope it is. That'd be great. He, Old he, Man Logan's he, a great story. He held he held a little poll on his Twitter account that was like, of these three versions of Wolverine, who mm. would you like to see? Old Man Logan was one of them. It won his little poll, and he was also very vocal of like the only way you end Wolverine standalone yeah. Yeah. is with Old Man Logan. Uh-huh. Side note: January twenty sixteen, Old Man Logan number one, Marvel New Universe. Oh, nice! Ooh. Oh God, I love that story. Have you read uh, Old Man Logan, Joel? I have not. I've oh, heard you guys talk about so it, so good. I know a little well, bit about so it. He was good. getting the the newest Old Man Logan book that was coming out with the new Secret Wars. The, yeah, stuff. yeah, the Secret Wars. And I kept telling Jeff, I'm like. Have you read the original Old Man Logan? He's like, no. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking bringing it over. Yeah, you've got to read this. Fucking book. like read that book yeah. in like <laughs> two hours. And like it's so it's if they make that into a movie and they follow the follow the story in the book, uh-huh. that's that's gonna be hands down yeah. the best X Men movie of every X Men movie. Yeah. Wow, not, really? not just not just the Wolverine standalone movies. Every movie that has had the title X Men in it. If they follow and do and follow the the comic, yeah. it will hands down be the best it's, one ever. It's such a cool, like, just a very introspective story. Uh, it, what you've got, it's like many years in the future. Mm-hmm. I think it's also like it's a different, like Earth. an alternate. Yeah, it's oh, all, interesting. In, like an alternate universe. Uh. But uh, it's Logan now is like a farmer. He lives on this farm. They, they can barely grow anything. Uh, he's having a hard time making ends meet, and he, you know, he lives with. He's got this family. He's got a, a wife and two kids, and. You know, he goes by, he just, he goes by Logan. Like, people call him Logan. And every once in a while, someone will try to, like, refer to his days as Wolverine. He's like, that's not me. I'm not that guy. Hmm. And they, uh, his landlord, it's Bruce Banner. It's the Hulks, the Hulk boys, they call him. And it's like these guys, they come out, and he doesn't. He's like, I don't have my money for you. And they just beat the shit what? out of him in front of his family. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And there are actually, like, some interstitials where, like, he'll think of, like, what he could have done if he was the old Logan. <sighs> and he'll, like, pop the claws and Ugh. take them out. And then it, like, comes back, and that never happened. And he's like, I'm ready to take my beating. And they just wow. beat the hell out of him. Well, an old blind Hawkeye comes to see him one day <laughs> and is like, hey, I got some a way that you can make some money. Uh, I need you to be my guide to take me across country. I need to drop off this this thing uh, for like the resistance or something. Uh, and so he joins them cross country, and they have like the series of adventures where they save like you know Spider Man. They save his granddaughter, like oh. Spider Man's granddaughter, uh, who also happens to be Hawkeye's niece. Or I can't remember the way the relationship worked out. Mm. But you find out like there's. Like, everything's fucked up. Like, the Venom symbiote has gotten on top of, like, dinosaur bones and is, like, chasing them around. And, like, there's these ghost riders that are gangs that are based on ghost riders. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is is when Marvel pulls its universe into one uniform, like, it's going to be this story arc and it's only going to be this story arc. Uh They do such a great job. Like, 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 you look at the Civil War comic like I, I i know everyone's pumped up about the new captain america movie but like it's it's obviously it, not going to be what we saw in that civil war storyline and the that's what makes me so nervous because civil war the comic uh-huh is like the whole marvel universe uh. all the characters and the fact that they're making civil war a captain america movie is like to me that tells me you're only going to focus on captain america obviously if you've seen the previews you know iron man is also going to be a big influence yeah but like you're telling me that the but main they, focus is going to be on Captain America, uh-huh. which 
after reading it, some of the side storylines were way more the interesting deep. at certain points than the overall story but, arc. But the central like story... Spider-Man, like his story Spider-Man's arc. Spider-Man's very important. It's good that they fought to get him. Uh, and is, on this episode of my comic life... <laughs> uh, no, but C- Civil War, you know, it feels like what they're referencing for the movie, just based on the trailer, it's the war between Cap and Iron Man which, because of Bucky, that he had yeah. to make a choice. And the story in the Marvel Universe is no. the government wants superheroes to register who they are. Yeah. Like, we, there's no secret identities. We need to know who you are. And uh, it, it's interesting because Captain America, who everybody knows who he is, is standing up for like, no, we can't register these people. That's yeah. going to put their families in danger. We can't do that. And Iron Man, who, you know, was benefiting from people not knowing who he was yeah. for the longest time, uh, is like on the side of, no, you have to register so that way we can keep in control and keep watch of all this and all that. And so it turns into this civil war, heroes against heroes. And every time like Iron Man and his crew start arresting people, Cap and his li- people would come in and like liberate them. Nice. At one point, like the Punisher joins them. Oh my God. And, the, and the Punisher like uses like way extreme violent uh, well, he's the Punisher, sources. yeah. And Captain America's like, we don't fucking work like that. And just beats him down. Yes. And the Punisher so just stands there and takes it. And as Cap leaves, they're like, dude, what the hell, man? You just going to let him do that? And he's like, yeah, he's, he's the, captain. the captain. And I was like, oh, my. Like, I'm getting goosebumps right yeah. now. It's so good. Yeah. Are we going to see that in this one? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Because cause here's the other thing that concerns me about the movie is they wrote the Captain uh, Civil War movie when before Sony and Marvel made up. So so I don't want to ruin anything because I don't know if they changed it, but Spider-Man plays a very pivotal role in the Civil War between the two sides. And when they wrote the movie, Marvel didn't have the rights to use Spider-Man in their films, so they they kind of replaced him with the Black Panther. And then it was either right before production or right as production began – that's when Sony and Marvel were like, okay, let's work together. And yeah. so, you know, that's why now they're going to reboot Spider-Man for a third time. But now Marvel's going to have their hand yes. in it. But so now it's like, I'm a little nervous. How are you going to handle this? Because you wrote the script and you did all this prep as Black Panther in the role of Spider-Man. But now you can use Spider-Man. Yeah. And so, like, how do you do this? Because Black Panther... He didn't really have a huge role no. in he didn't Civil have a huge War. Role in Civil War, but you could still use him. There are ways that you could still use him like yeah. that. But getting back to Old Man Logan, yeah. oh, like yeah. he goes through this adventure, <laughs> and by the end of it, you know, he finally gets the money, and like he has to go through hell, and like they end up getting ambushed by the Red Skull, mm. and, and Hawkeye gets killed, and like Wolverine, Jesus, like is able to get out of there, like take out the Red Skull, get out of there. He still hasn't popped his claws and you find out, and I'm not going to tell you the story. I don't <laughs> want to, not on on the air. Okay. Uh, but there's a story, a reason why he won't pop his claws oh, anymore. interesting. And that is fucking, <sighs> like it tears your heart out. And so then you come back. He's finally, he's got the money. He makes his way home, like n- doesn't stop till he gets home. Gets home and like he's met by his neighbor and he's like, I'm sorry, Logan. And he goes <gasps> in the house. His family's been killed no! by the Hulk boys. What the fuck? Yeah. And so, like, the next frame you open, you, you just turn the page, and it's this double spread. Oh, and he's like, like the, the most gut, yeah. gut-wrenching splash page you've ever seen. The, Jesus. the farmer, his neighbor's like, I'm sorry, Logan. And he goes, the name's Wolverine. And, oh, like, the, this double fit, and his claws are out. Uh. And he goes on this fucking revenge rant. Mm. And it's, like, the best revenge western that mm-hmm. you've ever seen. Well, then that kind of answers my question, because I was going to ask, this is the last uh, Wolverine movie for, for huge Yakman. Yes. I was he, wondering he, whether they're going to kill that character. Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. think so? Think yeah. I think, I well, 
I think that either they kill him or he just kind of rides off into the, into sunset. the sunset. Yeah, and they have you know? to reboot. They bring. I would. I would say what they do. My theory is they're going to do the final Wolverine movie. Yeah. And then take and yeah because just reboot be, be, because sell the X Men to Marvel. Well, no, because because you, you see it in Apocalypse is there you know like we just discussed with a new actress playing Storm, they'll eventually do something like that where they bring Wolverine back in, but now it's at a younger timeline. And they can go with the origin story, the like X the Wolverine origin book. Yeah, they could, which would be fantastic. But no, it would be it would be something to say goodbye to that character. Aww, well, yeah. speaking of saying goodbye. We uh, we said goodbye to uh, several people uh, this this year. Sadly, uh, several well known actors, some that are beloved to uh, well all that are beloved to uh, to us here at the editing bay. Uh, and we have uh, another another clip here for you, another two minute clip uh, where we we talk about uh, some of the people we lost in 2016. You know, the news came down last week: the passing of uh, world wrestling entertainment legend and you know a legend in his own right. You know, mixed mm-hmm. media or multimedia hot rod Rowdy Roddy Piper mm-hmm. passed away. Consummate family man. You know, he was really? married to the same person wow. for, for 20 plus years. But but he definitely had demons. And now the news comes down that Wes Craven, creator of The Hills Have Eyes and Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the Scream franchise. Scream, dude. This is the guy that almost every generation has reinvented himself and reinvented the genre in some way. Now, granted, he's also kind of the Stallone of horror where he ends up <laughs> sequelizing his shit into the ground. Oh, my God. Uh, but that's that can't take away from how revolutionary he is was, rather, as a filmmaker and a storyteller. Uh, so this episode dedicated to Wes Craven. Also, James Horner James passed, Horner which, passed away. Man, that really ruined my day. Well, ruined his day, too. But really, <laughs> I, I, I thought of a famous uh, music composer. Yeah. Um, and, and we just did that Titanic episode yeah, about a month or so back. responsible for that, and, yeah. and tragically in a plane crash. But, uh, hey, sorry to bring it down at the very end. Wow. Hey, follow us at Editing Bay. great. Yeah. So... Uh, you feel like maybe Christopher Lee died, <laughs> which oh, he has I done, know, and which he's done. But it feels like, yeah, exactly. Like movie. while while filming the movie, it's almost like The Crow, where like he uh, died while making the movie, and like they had to kind of digitally insert him in there. Oh my god! <laughs> what a legacy that uh, that that Leonard Nimoy has left for us. Uh, it's it's a damn shame. Spock to me is Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, and Nimoy is Spock. Yeah. So uh, it really was uh, in the geek community a big loss. You spent time on a playground growing up, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And if you were, doing, as an adult. you were doing something, <laughs> <sighs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but only within a 300-yard radius. Joel, Joel Burton and Jared from Subway. Oh, uh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when the Jared from Subway clip started. Yeah. I was like, where are we going? So oh, we're just saying goodbye to Jared, maybe, I guess. Maybe not everybody's dead, but <laughs> he, he's gone in, a, in another way. And then we'll, we won't be hearing from him much again. Or uh, did you see charges came down for Cosby? Yeah, yeah, I know. Did you see the, the clip of him? The clip of him being escorted, and he trips over the cement curb, oh, and it's no. like, no, it's just like injury to insult, Not or Bill. vice versa. No flizzum flam. We said goodbye to him last year, and that is still a story. It's still that a is story. Being it's still up. something that's going on. He just never goes away. Can't get rid of the cause. We're saying hello to the affluenza kid. Oh. Welcome back. 
that story just makes me angry every time I hear about it. So uh, I'm going to move on. Yeah, go ahead and move on. What do we got coming up next? Well, here? let's move on. So now enters the uh, well. We, we've done the best recast male. We then recast female. Um, we do every now and then. We'll do duets. We'll do a, a pair. Um, and sometimes it makes sense because of the movie where you've got two leading roles, and it, you can't just do one without the can't have one without the <laughs> other. other. Uh, so we did a best recast duets. Where uh, we, 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 we took a pair of actors and uh, put them into a new movie. Let's do it. <laughs> and the nominees for Best Recast Duet are Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd as Kurt and Spock in Star Trek IV, recast by Joel. Tom Hardy and Joseph Gordon Levitt as The Lone Ranger in Tonto, recast by Joe. Justin Timberlake and Emma Stone in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, recast by Joe. Jack Black and Kyle Glass as the Brownies in Willow, recast by Joel. Daniel Ratcliffe and Tom Felton as Bill and Ted in Bill and Ted's Excellent, recast by Joe. <laughs> There's a little jump there. Yep. So uh, I'm, that was I'm, not my fault. I am sticking with my uh, my Jack Black and Kyle Glass as uh, as the Brownies in Willow. I, I like that. That one's the best one, hands down. I think that's my favorite. They have the energy, and they, they could work some musical numbers into that film, too. There you go. Nice. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I think the Tom Hardy, uh, jo- Jogo Lev, I'm really surprised that that didn't come out of your mouth. Because jo- it's Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I, I really tried to pair him back a little bit this year, but uh, you can't you, keep you a good Jogo Lev down. Oh, my God. Why do I do this with you? Well, that was your pick, though. The oh, Tom Hardy right. and Joseph Gordon No, Levin. I'm just talking about your in general your jokes. <laughs> you can't keep a joke on left down. Who won this thing, by the way? Yeah. Oh, wait, which one are we? This oh, best duet. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's what I'm wondering. Uh, as, as you're filling up, like, your fifth, like, what is that? You, it's like the boot from Beer Fest that you keep filling up. <laughs> Don't worry about it, guys. This, this is my Friday. <laughs> Fuck off. It's like, it's the best from Star Wars 4. <laughs> <laughs> that is a movie, just so we're all clear, all no, right? It's called Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we had, we had that discussion. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, it depends let's talk on about comic books for an hour again. <laughs> Can we? I was so good at that last segment that was, when we were talking about. No, you were amazing. Fantastic. Can we go back to that? Let's uh, live in that time. Do you have Do you have a my comic life coming up this week? Don't ask me what we're talking about. Oh uh, no, no! I was just saying, like, if not, bam! <laughs> no, 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 no! We, 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 Oh yeah, that's right. I'm yelling at Sam for his best of 2015 list. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that. Oh god, that ex machinima. <laughs> You mean next month? I, whatever. I know. At this point, <laughs> now it's a bet. He posted a picture of himself in like this suit and tie, and it was like from like the below, like it was like a worm's eye view kind of picture. And yep. I almost commented on it. I was gonna say the last thing she sees before the rohypnol kicks <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like I love Sam, and I don't know no, him well he, enough though to know if he'd be like, "Oh, that's funny." Like he I'd, he he, he would have found that funny. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> no, but getting getting back to the to the category, uh, uh, the listener. Thought the best duet cast was uh, by Joel with uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd as Kurt and Spot yeah. in Star Wars Episode Four. I'll be honest, <laughs> that time it was on purpose. Fuck That's you guys. A really good recast. Though. I was really proud of that one. It was uh, I was inspired. Joe It just came to me in a dream. What can I say? <laughs> I don't know where these things come from. I don't remember. I'm just a vessel. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd as Kirk and Spock, respectively, or as yes. Oh, oh yeah, 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 definitely. Kirk is is the the fun loving Bill Murray. So, so basically, would 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 Dan Aykroyd just be his character from the Coneheads? It would, it was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'd be it'd be Vankman and the Conehead. <laughs> 
God, that would be wonderful. Uh, I want to see that movie. Yeah, no, that's a good recast, Thank man. You. I can't say that I, uh, I can't say that I disagree with that. Um, I think the listeners got that one right. Uh, I do too. So because we do uh, duet, mm-hmm. we then expand it. Because sometimes we we recast based on a theme. You've probably heard on the podcast a million times where we sit here and we're like, you know, okay, well, I recast, but I don't want to ping pong with you because I had a theme. You know, I got something that I'm going, and you might get it. You might catch it as we're going through the casting. Uh, and that's that's kind of become a staple, a tradition here on the Editing Bay. And uh, now the nominees for Best Ensemble Recast in 2015. And the nominees for Best Recast Ensemble are... Cast of Eastbound and Down in Jingle All the Way 2, recast by Joe. Cast of Firefly in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, recast by Joel. Cast of Ghostbusters in Star Trek 4, recast by Joel. Cast of Star Trek in Titanic, recast by Joel. The Muppets in Space Jam, recast by Joe. Wow, you you got a lot of uh, a lot of Star Trek. <laughs> We've got a lot of Star Trek on that list where it's like we've recast the gus- the cast of Ghostbusters in Star Trek and the cast of Star Trek in Titanic. So wh- the cast of Star Trek in Titanic, remind me, is it like the old like like Leonard Nimoy? No, and- it's it's the 2009 reboots. Uh, so oh, it's like J. J. I had Abrams, I yeah. had Chris Pine in the Leonardo DiCaprio role. I had Zoe uh, Saldana as Rose. Uh, yeah, I had them all in there. It was a good episode. Check that out. <laughs> I will. Um, I'll go back and check <laughs> it out. It's more for the listener's benefit than you. <laughs> um, I, I really loved your uh, cast of Firefly for How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I think it worked, too. Any way to bring the Firefly cast back in, and I thought that you know you found a really creative way to kind of put everybody in the correct roles. Uh, I well, remember being super impressed with it then. And coming back to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He did do the cast of Firefly. Ah, well, I will uh, throw that right back at you because I think there's a clear winner for, for me anyway, uh, and that's the Muppets, <laughs> the in the, the Muppets. In the, instead of the Looney Tunes for Space Jam because, sorry, Looney Tunes just aren't cool. Or they weren't cool in 1999 when that film came out. They're still kind of not cool. The, the old 50s cartoons love them, but we don't have them anymore. Because they're racist. That's, you like, that's, that's why you like them. That's why I'm the right up my alley. But uh, <laughs> the Muppets, uh, man, love the Muppets. I still like that show that they rebooted. <sighs> it sounds like they rebooted. Again, I've tried. I've tried watching it with yeah. Sarah. I tried watching an episode, and yeah, I had a hard time getting into it. It felt like, uh, and I don't know if they do this if it's deliberate that it's supposed to basically it's the office. Yes, like yeah. it is the office with the Muppets. Very. Deliberate. That's why I didn't. Yeah, I think I got like four to five episodes in, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. And then like. When they teased the episode of Dave Grohl and Animal doing the drum off, I was like, oh, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah. But then I was like. Oh, but I'm still not going to watch it. Or that that makes for a great YouTube clip. Like, exactly. I'll watch that clip of Dave Grohl and Animal. I feel like the, the Muppets were fine the way they were back when in the original show. It was fine as like a review show, as a, as a variety show. The one thing I did like about the Muppets, the, 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 re, new, one, the yeah. new one, they did make it a little bit more adult-oriented. Yeah, absolutely. And and I like that, you know, because because when you have a kids movie or something geared towards kids, mm-hmm. and then they put in humor that they will go over their heads, right. and it's you can tell it's for the adults. Yeah, when you do that really well, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh-huh. but there's just something about this where I was like, I, I don't. There's something about this boy. <laughs> you know, you know, 
I gotta say though, my personal favorite mm-hmm. was uh, the cast of Eastbound and Down yeah. in Jingle All the Way, because I would just love to see Danny McBride <laughs> yes. uh, playing. Uh, oh my god, uh, Kenny Powers, <laughs> right? In Arnold Schwarzenegger's like this was for Jingle All the Way too, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, that's the, right. Yeah, you guys, you guys are the Larry the Cable the, Guy. I, for, I forgot you guys are saving the first one for. We did the first one. And it was like one of our first like I drink I think, or fifteen. I episodes. think like weeks later we did Jingle All the Way too. I don't know. I drink a lot during the recordings, <laughs> as evidenced by the three empty Miller Light cans. <laughs> there we go. Fuck off! They're in All the right, trash. So you who, can't see who, who won this thing? Uh, the winner of this is uh, the Muppets in Space Jam. Yeah, I have to admit, like as far as my recast go, this is probably my favorite that I've put together. It's pretty special. Uh, and. Uh, I still would love to see this, and for the first time ever, I wanted to mention this. I've seen Muppets Christmas Carol. No, oh, you've never seen <gasps> that's it. That's my. F- that's I didn't see. One. I didn't see it until until r- the Christmas Eve. <sighs> I sat down and Sarah and I watched it. She's like, I can't it? believe you haven't seen it. Right? I I just never watched I, Muppets Christmas. Have Carol. you seen Muppet Treasure Island? No. Yeah, all right, we're gonna have to disagree on that one. I'm not a fan <laughs> of that one. I do, I do like Maybe the Christmas Muppets Joel, from Space. Joel, Joel your mic's. <laughs> did you guys see the? Uh, did you guys see that Muppets baseball movie? No, no, that one was a good one. Mupp- Muppets Christmas Carol. It's so good. And Muppets Treasure Island are like the two, my two favorite uh, Muppet movies. See, I like the original. I like the Muppet movie and the Great Muppet Caper. Mm. And uh, what was the other one? It's the Muppets, Muppets Take Manhattan. Muppets Take Manhattan. That might be my favorite. Uh, I I love those. Like those have like the catchy tunes. Yeah, and they'll Together like reference again. the reference other like Jim Henson like fucking Big Bird shows up that's right it's kind of neat like I even like the follow that bird movie you know that's that one's not bad that's that's some fun stuff for what it is I mean it's true it's a different audience that you're going for with it but no the Muppet Christmas Carol god that was it's really well done well not only was I impressed with what they did with the Muppets but like Michael Caine Fucking gives it is in that movie, Scrooge, right? Like mm-hmm. he really performs his fucking ass off in that movie. And I want to say that was the first Muppets movie post Jim Henson uh, after yeah. he died, where he was being voiced uh, and puppeteered by somebody completely different. And everyone was really kind of like, uh, "Is it going to be the same without Jim Henson?" But I agree with you. I think they caught that that Muppet magic. Yeah. And going back to your Space Jam recast, I think one of the brilliant things you did was uh, changing sports. Didn't you have it do uh, baseball? Yeah, it was baseball basketball? instead of basketball. Uh, so it was it was Spaceball, I think is what I had called yes, it. Yes, yeah, you even renamed it, didn't you? The Muppets Spaceball. Oh, you're going to have a hard time topping yourself in 2016, I buddy. know, I always do have a hard time <laughs> with it. Um, so we've got some more nominees for guest host, right? That's right. This is the second half of all of our nominees for best guest host. God, um, so many. Another couple of clips, uh, and then right afterwards we will announce the winner in this category. But for now, the nominees. And the nominees for best guest host are Jessica Owens for Burlesque. I guess my favorite line or share delivers or it's like the most acting she does is when she says, aren't you spreading yourself a little thin between Jack and Marcus? I was like, she just called her a hoe. Yeah, yeah, she did. Stephanie Jackson for The Lone Ranger. She was very forgettable. I mean, even yeah. while watching it, when it would pop back to her, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. There's a love interest. <laughs> yeah, hey, okay. Kid. Right? Oh, yeah. There, there's the, those people again. Yeah, she just was. Eh. Maybe that's why Tonto asked where she was, because he already forgot. (laughs) 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 Well played. (laughs) Howie Eisenhower for G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. As he blows up the the missile headed towards Russia, the next scene is them escorting the president underground, and it says 13 minutes left to go before the missile strikes. Uh, How far do you think it is between Moscow and Washington, (laughs) D.C.? It's it's pretty far. 4,857 miles. (laughs) Now, how fast did his his plane go? Mach 6. That's only 4,567 miles an hour. (laughs) 
which means it would take him over an hour <laughs> to, to get gotten, from Moscow to not even to make DC. it to the missile. <laughs> I did the math. He has to go 28,000 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> to, to break the Earth's atmosphere. The gravitational pull is only 17,000. And I have two words for this movie. Inertial dampness. <laughs> Matt Doden for Armageddon. We have brought back yes. uh, a favorite of mm-hmm. the show, friend of the show, Matt Doden. Oh, Welcome yeah. back, sir. Glad to be back. We have dubbed this episode <laughs> Armadoden. I like that. <laughs> Which sounds like a four-legged creature with a hard shell. <laughs> That's tries to right. wander across highways. It's like, no, you know what it is? That would be like if the Ninja Turtles yes. teamed up with an armadillo warrior, it would be Armadoden. We gotta go meet Armadoden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Armadoden. What would be his weapon? He'd be like choice? the six shooters. He'd be like from Texas. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, because he's got to go with the theme. With the Let's go, theme. boys! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we had a lot of good guest hosts. Yeah, it's so hard to choose. I'm realizing now, realizing listening to that last clip, uh, Matt Doden's barely in that clip, but <laughs> it's, um, it's more us. his contributions are palpable. Yeah, no, I uh, if I could, I would replace you with Matt Doden, but I, I can't. I'm sure. no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I would replace myself with Matt Doden. Sarah tells me sometimes we'll talk, and she's like, "Wow, you've got." Like you really like Matt Doden? Uh, yeah, I'm he's like, a likable dude. I'm like, yeah, I've got a man crush on uh, a Matt Doden. You think? Well, we'll what's s- not to like? He's kind of yeah. he's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll see him again in another uh, uh, guest host? We better because mm-hmm. we we haven't seen him a lot. This there was that Armageddon was the only one, right? Yeah, on Fourth of July weekend. That's man, right. Man, miss you, Doden. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna put all my eggs in the one basket, my baby. Baby <laughs> Your baby basket. My baby basket. <laughs> it's hard to vote against a baby. Uh, well, especially when that baby is yours. <laughs> like, <laughs> true. I am not going. I, I, I hope, you know, I, I, have, I wish Sarah lots of luck, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, wow. But I think she would agree with me on this, like that we, we would really hope that our child wins her first her first award at five months old. And for me, uh, my, my my pick is uh, Howie Eisenhower for the G.I. Joe, simply because the <laughs> motherfucker did math. Yeah. And uh, came in with calculations and numbers yeah, and shit. I remember that. <laughs> I was like... Didn't we have we had you on Skype or something when we yes, did that? Yes, I was. Uh, that's when I had uh, whatever I <laughs> you had like I had, I had foot and mouth and I couldn't leave the house for like a week you and a half. Foot and mouth all the time. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. What you're <laughs> it's not uh, who's the uh, who's the winner of this thing? Uh, the winner of this one is uh, Baby Harper yeah. on Look Who's Talking. Oh, that's right. That's my baby. Of course. Was that legit? Absolutely. Did you fix the results I, on this? These or? results are not. But please, please, I have I have a little thing called dignity, Joe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's not funny. No, no. All these results. These are the exact results. And it, it, like by a landslide, she was a clear favorite. Uh, I should mention though that uh, Jason Cox was the the runner up there. Oh, uh, wow. So if you're looking for actual humans who spoke. And, and contributed more than uh, no, because now you're like cooing. no, because I didn't. I don't like that at all. In fact, Jeff, cut that out because oh. <laughs> because you're qualifying it now. Well, I'm just saying. You no, know. you're qualifying it. Well, her her cuteness is a bit of a handicap. Well, Jason's cute too. That's a good point. <laughs> Not like Doden. So we didn't just oh have God. we didn't just have guest hosts that were like our friends and stuff that yeah. came on, but we've also had uh, other li- other people that you've heard on the Next Wave Radio Network, hosts of shows like MVP and My Comic Life, who have also guested on this show. And the nominees for Best Next Wave Guest Host are Danny Nichols for No Holds Barred. Speaking of the limo, I, I love him kicking and denting the outside of the door. Right. And he's kicking so hard, yes. it's making the limo swerve. The limo can't drive safe. <laughs> that screams of Vince McMahon. I think my favorite yeah. part was 
he started saying, hey, what's going on? And the limo driver like rolled that window up that right. separates him, and he starts punching it as if he's throwing a punch in a wrestling ring. Yeah. He starts throwing <laughs> word punches. Like, are you even trying to break it? Sam Ballard for Howard the Duck. Uh, did you guys know, like, when you watched Guardians of the Galaxy the first time and waited after the credits, did you know who that character was? I knew who it was. I, that's not who I was expecting to come. Everybody kept... <laughs> teasing possible Nathan Fillion as Nova. Yeah. yeah. And, That's, and, and so I kept on waiting. And I was like, come on, bring me Nathan Fillion in a Marvel movie being a superhero. Please, God, please. And then I got <laughs> Seth Green as a duck <laughs> yeah. drinking a martini. Jeff Earnshaw for Wet Hot American Summer. When we when Janine Garofalo and David uh, Hyde Pierce first meet is, you know, uh, Beth, Janine Garofalo's character, Beth, is like, oh, you know, I have a group of kids that would really enjoy your stuff. And I love the exchange where she's like, no, I, I just can't do it. She's like, come on, come on. Come on. It's like, no, I can't. Come on. I said no. <laughs> he just burst out. Uh, I remember listening to that, oh, that episode that, <laughs> while I was cradling my child for the first time. <laughs> I just have to say, that was such a hard episode to do. Because, like, when it's a movie you hate, uh, yeah. it's so easy. But, like, I had a hard time tearing that movie apart. And it's like... Do I just want to, like, <laughs> give David Wayne, like, a fucking blowjob for an hour? It like, kind of turned into that Chris Farley skit where it's just like, hey, remember, remember when you were in the You remember when you were in the Beatles? That was awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you did a yeoman's job, though, Jeff. And you have my vote when for you, best w- next week. When you said us. that the love you give is equal to... <laughs> <laughs> is that <laughs> real? Is that real? <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah. these are... I, I I thought that... You know, it's so funny because I sit there and go, man, we have more people on this network, right? We we have never had Fisher on here. Ooh. We need to get him on here. 2016. Yeah. 2016. Another resolution. Uh, uh, another guy who's about to have a baby. Oh, in, is he really? In fact, they're like a week overdue now. Oh, yeah, shit. They're, they were due... They're the, a week overdue. About, about a, about a week. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can get him for next week before the baby pops? Yeah. Maybe we could have Baby Fisher show up as well, <laughs> and then they could get the cute, uh, the cute contingent <laughs> for next play the year. baby card to get the vote, <laughs> Mr. Trump. Hey, don't hate the player. Hate, hate the, the baby. That's right. Oh, they hate the game. <laughs> so, uh, okay, who is the winner of the uh, best Next Wave guest host? Uh, the winner for best ge- uh, Next Wave guest host is. Oh my God, you guys! <laughs> oh my God, it's me. <laughs> Jeff Earnshaw, me. I, I love that you said your name in the nominees. You're like Jeff Earnshaw, <laughs> so just and me. <laughs> I should have done that. I want to break that fourth wall, and thank God he won too, because otherwise that would have been an uncomfortable announcement. You would have just had to make. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like if Sam would have won, like my comic life better. might have gone away. He would have. He would have never heard the end of it. Like every episode would have opened up with like Hi, I'm Hi, Eddie Award winner. I'm Eddie Award winning Sam. <laughs> But you know what? That's exactly how I'm going to open up this week's episode. There you go. As, uh, as I'm going to say, uh, you know, because I always put up and say, like, I'm Jeff, and now I'm going to open up with Eddie Award winning <laughs> Jeff. And I'm Eddie Award nominee, not Sam. And, and you, you've now joined the ranks of people like Joel Bernson and Joe Cucinati. And That's right. Joel Bernson. <laughs> All the great names. And Joe Cucinati. And, <laughs> and Hillary. And the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Hillary and did, did Devin win yeah, and Bad Santa <laughs> and Harper and Harper yes uh, so so what do we I've lost my place Joel where are we going we uh, we're 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 coming towards the end here we oh, only have no. the two major categories left uh, major the, category the, <laughs> the penultimate of which is the worst director for a film in 2015 and the nominees for worst director are. Rachel Talley for Tank Girl. 
Mark Steven Johnson for Daredevil, Paul Verhoeven for Hollow Man, Willard Huck for Howard the Duck, George Lucas for Star Wars Episodes 1 through 3. He seriously nominated him for like all three movies. I mean, how do you break it down? It really is. It's almost like, you know, Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill parts one and two. It's one complete story. It's drawn out of a one. One is way better than Kill Bill two. Boring hour. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I really thought it fell apart there. Well, that's because it's this. It's supposed no. no I guess it's it was supposed, supposed to be, to be the se- one movie, right? And it's supposed to be the, the the second act, and but 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 the first one is so much more dynamic in its storytelling than the second. one. Okay, is. so then let me ask you this: How do you take volume one and volume two? The as, force. You use the force. As, <laughs> that's not how the force works. <laughs> no, no. But how do you? But then how do you review it if you're looking at it as one movie, as he intended it to be? Well, because it wasn't released that way, so you can review them in two <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, I don't. And and really, ultimately, it comes down to I wasn't happy with where the story went in part two. So if it were one movie, I might like the entirety a little less. But as it is, part one is fantastic. Oh, especially when you get to that like the anime sequence <laughs> where it like tells the origin of Oren. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so great! Like I said, it, it, he incorporates so many different film genre styles and telling the story in that. That once you get to Kill Bill two, like it's a little bit of a disappointment because it just plays as like a straight revenge movie, yeah. Instead of like this visual feast, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of a. Uh, I don't know, like there's a, a Je ne sais quoi. It, it devolves from like this almost high art that the first one was. Yep. And then, like, suddenly just kind of becomes like, a, all right. Well, you see, because I look at it as, I like to look at it as one movie. Mm-hmm. And so I like to look at it as volume one as a ramp up. And then volume two is, like, the end of the movie, like, the payoff word. Now it just is, like, that nonstop action. Like, yeah. okay, like, you know, because, like, you got the backstory of the bride mm-hmm. in Uma Thurmuk's character, the bride, right. uh, in, in the first part. And then... Her whole backstory has been set up by the end of the first film. And so then the second film is just her, like, all right, I'm ready to kick some fucking ass. Yeah, but she didn't kick ass. She sat around with her, with David Carradine in a bed talking to their daughter. And it's like, this is, this well, is that not was the, the very, that, that But was then the also end. sitting there talking to Michael Parks for fucking 40 minutes. Yeah. Beale. Okay, yeah, that oh, part. Yes, I remember Beale. Yeah. That part was like the, the a drag in, in in volume two is where they were they were talking yeah yeah, yeah. so we're right is what you're saying no, I don't <laughs> I mean there's it's that kick ass monologue about Superman and what's the secret identity and what's the actual you know what's the the disguise that's true that's a cool monologue it just you know it took forever to get to that yeah I have a feeling Quentin Tarantino's best days may be behind him no I don't know he by the way yeah. he's still talking that uh kill Bill volume three is nah. a very strong oh, possibility Bill's been killed man yeah Where but no it's the it's Vivica a Fox's daughter right she's grown that's up. gotta oh, that's be right. it that's gotta be it that has that's the only way so f- find the bride that's right <laughs> that that should be the last I read somewhere that he said he's probably only gonna make ten films uh, so he's got two more left if he's uh, oh, if he's sticking to that. God. Oh, speaking of Tarantino, yeah, Draft House showing True Romance <gasps> this Tuesday. That's right. It's a, a script written by Tarantino, but directed by Tony Scott. Yeah, I got into an argument with a friend because uh, the Alamo is doing; they're showing all the Tarantino movies, and they Wait, included what? that. Yeah, I didn't. I, You've never seen True Romance? No. But, Holy shit, but sir! I, it's good. Isn't that Danny DeVito, Michael Douglas? No, no. That's, what? Oh, You're no, the that, romantic that's romantic the stone. stone. <laughs> It's a completely different movie, sir. Nice. That's, that's a little different. True Romancing the Stone. I like that. <laughs> no, it, it feels very much like a Tarantino movie. But Wait, yeah. is True Mo- but Romance? But directed really fucking But is that, is that the one then with 
It's got Christian, Christian Slater, Slater, Patricia Arquette, right, I'm Brad done. Pitt, I have no Christopher idea. Walken, yeah, Walken. Dennis Hopper, I thought it was the Sam Bruce. Jackson. I thought it was the Bruce Willis. Gary That's Oldman. War of the Roses. <laughs> Chris Penn. I, Tom I, Sizemore. N- n- never, never seen it. I didn't know Alamo was doing all of uh, all of his films. Well, now you know. Yeah. Has, has it and knowing started? is half the battle. <laughs> are you guys? Are you and Jenna going to come on Tuesday? Uh, can, we, can we play it by ear? Do you have somebody else to take? If no, not, let's okay. not play it by ear. How about you just come to I, something? I, 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 I will do it. Yes, you know what? I will. I mean, I know it's right late. Nine thirty is late. I know that's yeah, late. It's not that long of a movie, though, but right? It's not really that we'll long. It's only sleep. about an hour and a half, two yeah, hours. Now long. we have uh, Monday evening to recuperate. It's uh, it's pretty good. Might have Did an extra announce? ticket. I don't know if Sarah's going to go. I was about to say. So I'm, if you wanted to go, we're done recording my call and Clive by about like seven thirty. There we go. Hey. Let me see. Yeah, let, I'll, I'll see if she's uh, if she's I've never seen come it. along. Then never yeah. seen it. That'll be kind of neat. Deserves to go. Okay. Oh, should we list the ones? Yeah, yeah. Worst director of our editing bay movies of twenty fifteen. Um, the audience chose uh, George Lucas for Star Wars episodes one through three. That's wow. right, and Over I know Hollow, I know you're chiding me for uh, putting all three movies into one category, but I have a feeling had I picked one, two, or three, he probably still would have won in this category. Yeah, um, because yeah, people even though the movies themselves but, may not be worse than Howard the Duck, the damage he did yeah. was much more than any of the others on these uh, on this list. It would have been interesting to do a subcategory to see of like which of, of, the three. of the three, which one did people? Th- My I think guess would have been one. It has to yeah. be because the kid. The only thing that the kid. The, the, kid, the, fuck the, kid. the only <laughs> thing that makes one. It doesn't even make one, but it's just the only good part is is the pottery scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, is I mean, for that time, the and way he that, shot it, even that gets old. Like it's been usurped by so many Fast and Furious. I don't films. know. Yeah, That's yes. a lot of this alliteration. Is this is true. Uh, so, worst director, congratulations, George Lucas. <laughs> he but is so butthurt. Go on the Charlie Rose show and bitch about your Eddie Award now. I know. And it's. Uh, I should be happy he's winning something. Yeah. I kind of feel a little bad for him, don't you? That, no. Like, no. He, no. He, I he, feel put, so he put his heart and soul in it, 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 what he had. Okay, so he's not as talented as maybe we, we had hoped. Put his heart and soul in the three movies. He should That's be. what he was known for all of his life, Star Wars. And now it's been taken away from... And now it somebody, had, no, 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 no. sold it. Yes. Okay. It's there not like someone a, knocked in his door and went, we're you. taking Star Wars thank away you. from you. You're right. Thank you're you. right. But I, I had the prequels been so good... He probably would have wanted to make seven, eight, and nine, but because they sucked, and because the fan who's reaction, fa- who's just, fault is I'm that? not, I'm not putting fault, but I'm just saying, can't you picture this old man and his goiter and no, how? No, you're making his goiter. <laughs> you're making him sound like he's just oh, poor George. Everybody beats up on him. Well, no, 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 no. It's got to suck. It does have to suck. But you know what sucked even more? Episodes his fucking scripts for yeah. episodes one through three. <laughs> That's a good point. Motherfucker should have hired a real writer. Yeah, and like told Lawrence the, Kasdan, and to, maybe? yeah, and told them this is the story I want to tell. And please help me craft a story. Right. When I know I'm not strong at something, if I need help with a story, I find someone who's good at it and go, "Hey, can you help me with this? I feel like I've lost my way." Right. He he could have he could have written the story and then someone actually written like, "Okay, here's the script of what's going to happen." Because yeah. like you wrote, here's A, here's B, here's C. I'm going to write how we get from A to B to C. Yeah. You know, and like you use one, two, three. <laughs> A, B, C, one, two, three, baby, you and me now. Oh, baby, give me one more chance. Well, you have one more chance. <laughs> Do I? No, you have no more chances. One because more try. The polls are closed. We've, we're coming to the end of, uh, of another year, another Eddie Awards. That's right. And finally, here's our, our last the worst category. The worst movies of 2015. And the nominees for worst film are No Holds Barred. 
Jingle All The Way 2. Space Jam. Howard the Duck. Speed 2, Cruise Control. Uh, I... <laughs> I think all of these are very worthy of this category. Um, I I've got to go with I think Speed Two. I was just going to say the that worst movie, and we spent such a long time talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Never is there a slower movie with a zippier title than Speed Two. Oh my god, a, a movie about a fucking boat that like just doesn't. They can't corner as much as they as much as they tried in that movie to make it seem like the stakes were high and everything was moving lightning fast. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was so fucking glacial. Just will this movie ever fucking end? Yeah, the lead actors didn't help either with no. uh, Jason Patrick, who's a bit of a zero in the charisma department for that film, in my opinion. Yeah, Sandra Bullock tried to do what she did, but uh, not even her could save that that piling heap. That heaping pile. (laughs) Building off that legacy that Speed 1 created (laughs) with Neo and the guy from the newsroom. Uh, (laughs) Also, uh, a special mention to No Holds Barred, which I, at the time, uh, called out as the worst film, in my opinion, (laughs) that that I had ever seen. Not just that we'd done on the podcast, but the worst film I'd ever had to sit through. Uh, Do you still feel that way? I I don't know. I feel like maybe it was just a a subject that I wasn't into, and were I more of a wrestling fan, I could have gotten something out of it. But for me, I got I got nada out of that film. Yeah, not 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 a bar, not a not a hold barred. Not not gonna work here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! All right, so (laughs) we've been we've been here for like uh, two three hours now. Who won worst overall movie, Jeff? Uh, Worst overall movie goes to Jingle All the Way Two. Wow, (laughs) that's surprise. I'm very surprised. a made-for-TV sequel or straight-to-DVD? Well, you know what, though? WWE Films. Oh, it was, wasn't it? It was a WWE film. Wait. It had Santino was in it, played his best friend. Yeah, that was oh, a WWE film. Right. Jingle All the Way? Jingle Part All the Way 2. two. Part 2 was a WWE film. I was about to say, did I read that? So wrong World word? Wrestling Entertainment was represented twice on this list. Are you... I had no... <laughs> what? Uh, yes, I didn't realize sir. that either. I had no idea they had anything... To, what? Yeah, they produced it. Wow. R- read the book. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, right? We don't have anything else. I wanna Those are all of our categories. Throw that, uh, uh, so throw that away. we've got another another Eddie uh, awards in the buckets. Uh, but before we close our thank you guys for your votes. Yes, do yes, appreciate thank you that. for participating on editingbay.com, which is our website. That's right. Uh, we, we were posting links to it all through Facebook. So thanks for everybody who participated, had their voices be heard. Uh, and before we close out this last episode, we have one more clip from some of the highlights. These didn't really kind of fit into a specific category, musical or in memoriam, nobody died. But uh, just maybe some of, some of our favorite moments from it's, 2015. It's from 20 minutes ago when Jeff and Joe just talked <laughs> for an hour about comic books. That was my favorite moment. <laughs> so, so finally, here's our last clip of highlights from the 2015 year. 2015? 2015-2016. There you go. Whatever. the editing bay. And they're talking about how, like, you know, we've been attacked, we've been getting all these threats. I think it's Count Dooku. And, and, and Mace Windu's like, Count Dooku used to be a Jedi. He wouldn't try to kill you. It's not in his character. Maybe a Jedi who's running rogue might be the first person you should look into. Nah, he's a good guy. <laughs> right? We went to college together. I've seen him drunk, dude. Dude, I've seen his dick. <laughs> Count Dooku. He's it, good. And it's curved. He's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like his lightsaber. <laughs> Earlier in the movie, like she's talking on the phone, which is hard to do, but you can you can tell when they have the other actor offset, like doing <laughs> yeah. the scene. Yes, that was not the case during this scene. <laughs> Leave pause for person to speak. Yes, yeah. Oh, you need yeah. 
Yeah, she's talking. And then she's repeating the question back. Why aren't I going to school today? <laughs> well, because... I'm like, who fucking... Nobody does nope, that. Nobody does it. I'm going to start doing that with you, though. Yeah? Uh-huh. Just on the phone. Hey, Joe, what's going on? How was your birthday, I'll man? I'll be like, what's going on? How was my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> That's obnoxious. <laughs> Even in person, I can only imagine. <laughs> Did you ever see Billy Elliot? I haven't, no. You should check that movie out. Yeah, because it's like it's, a little crippled kid dancing, right? Uh, Listen, he actually, that's a word, Jeff. I'm not being derogatory. The kid is crippled, right? He's wearing leg braces. And then he gets new legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> that was my magic shoes. my magic shoes. <laughs> Mama said that took me underwear. I was running. <laughs> Something jumped up and bit me. Let's just do force cover quotes. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> no, no, wrong, wrong Tom Hanks movie. Wrong Tom Hanks movie. Shit. <laughs> Someone poison a water hole. I'm dying in Philadelphia. Oh, God. <laughs> Earn this. <laughs> yeah, this is the most offensive episode we've ever done. <laughs> Jeff, is, Jeff is in agreement. I don't know. I think we've come, we've come pretty close with a couple other ones. Yeah, but this one, we're really casting a wide net as far as who we're uh, offending. Yeah. It's inclusive. That's Editing right. Bay. Editing Bay. When you're here, you're offended. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Olive Garden of podcasts. <laughs> ah, yes. When you're here, you're offended. Can get some T-shirts made up. And send one to DK four two one. Whatever his why, name was. GD Keen, why aren't you at your post? <laughs> GD Keen, do you copy? Uh, guys. Thank you so much. It's been a fantastic year for mm-hmm. the Editing Bay, a fantastic year for, for me individually, uh, you know, being a father and getting a new job and, you know, kind of uh, starting over in some spots in life and uh, and having a good time doing it. And I'm so glad that I've been able to, to make the Editing Bay and you, Joel, and you, Jeff. Uh, a huge part of my life, and uh, and you, the listeners, as well. Yeah, and a special thanks from me to you guys too for letting me do this. Because <laughs> a special much... thanks for me from you guys. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but uh, like this is uh, sometimes the highlight of my week. I've I've seen a lot more movies than I would have at this point in my life, and I, I feel a little more fulfilled because of it. And uh, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of laughs, and it's uh, yeah. fun to go back and listen to. It's just, it's just like if somebody following you around with a camcorder and. Uh, Took audio or video of, uh, of you just hanging around with your friends and talking about movies and that's shit. That's right. So. And again, that's what this is about. This is friends getting together, uh, talking about the things that we love. And that just happens to be movies. And uh, and I count myself lucky to be able to call you guys my friends, Joel and Jeff, and you, the listeners. Call you guys my friends. Uh, we do appreciate you tuning in, you know, downloading it on your, uh, your Apple device or on your Android uh, if you do get us on Android, you can always find us in the iTunes library using the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps. We always love to get feedback from you, uh, so you can do that, you know, in your podcasting app or whatever. Uh, leave some feedback, tell your friends about it. We're not trying to offend you, but if you do have something that you've got an issue with, or if you got a way that you want to talk back to us, you know, we we welcome that. And you can always do that on our Facebook page. Uh, you just go to the search bar on Facebook. Put in the editing bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And we've also got Twitter, like Joel said, and our, our website that you can get back to us. At on. the editing bay, our Twitter handle. That's right. Very good, Joel. Well, thank you. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned how to do this year, <laughs> to pronounce our Twitter handle. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Last year, we had <laughs> the category <laughs> of the best up. times J- Joel fucked up the website. Yeah, and you know what? I think the best the best Joel mess up was last week on the Point Break episode oh. where he introduced himself as Jim. <laughs> Still, I'm going to get that. When's your birthday, Joel? Uh, it's coming up at the it's end of the month. Up, yeah. 
Okay, maybe not. <laughs> like birthday. everybody in this circle of friends, like shares a birthday within like the same like January three January is insane. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. booked. Uh, all right, so that's it. If you've got something else, do you want? Do you have anything? No. Do? Again, just thanks for letting me uh, be a part of it, and uh, we'll do it all again in 2016. Cool. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, we're gonna see you next week with a movie. Uh, <laughs> but until then, uh, have a happy new year. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.